Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Real Fan Opinions brought to you by Wash and Go. Hello and welcome to Fan Park Live. It is transfer deadline day, 24 hours before the English Premier League kicks off again. Joined in the studio today from some very illustrious guests. Uh, very proud to introduce them to you. We have Have Hope Football in the house, Mr. DT. And introduce yourself, sir. Debut on Fan Park Live. David from Fan Chat TV. David, that, that was a very uh, clever way of me saying I forgot his name again because uh, I forget everybody's name I have but we're here to talk about the transfers that are going on here on deadline day Arsenal still looking pretty active gentlemen Chelsea have had a massive 24 hours Spurs not so much Man United not so much but we're going to start off straight away with Arsenal DT came in and was excited because there was talks about Dembele coming in today to yeah, Arsenal that's the not. big things going on what's the what's happening with that right now no idea no idea. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Um, there was talk about half hour ago that we've put in a hundred million euro bid for him. David Ornstein's come out and said that it's nonsense. So someone's lying, and we don't know who. But it's not the first time Ornstein's got it wrong. I remember when we signed Mikel Arteta, he turned around and said that the deal was off, completely off. And people have actually been retweeting that from how many years ago, yeah. just to show that he does get it wrong. But um, I don't know. I think it's too short notice to get it done, to be honest with you. Way too short notice. But you can get a two-hour extension. You can. I, I, I get the sense there's going to be some loan deals done, though. I, I feel like some of these deals that are like sort of, especially with clubs that are based in uh, sort of Spain, France, etc. I think there could be a situation where teams don't get the deals done by five. But over the next day or two, we might see some of these guys come on season-long mm. loans with options to buy. I mean, I, mean, I think, because I mean, that's what DT said, I think they've left it too late with the Dembele thing. Because literally, this just materialised like yes, yes, yesterday. So for this to, to really happen, it's had to have been going on for like a few days. And also, remember like Dembele, strangely, actually wants to leave Barcelona because of Malcolm coming in so he doesn't want to actually leave because he feels that Valverde isn't really sort of like you know like wanting him to actually be part of his, his setup but it, at the same time does Valverde want to lose a Dembele because he need a squad and again Malcolm we don't really yeah. know how, how good it's going to be so I'm not sure whether Dem he wants to lose Dembele as, as, as part of his squad yeah, yeah I, I agree with that I mean Dembele leaving I mean Arsenal look, massive football club great exposure into the Premier League is he not being a bit premature in himself, though, looking to leave Barcelona already? I mean, no disrespect, but joining Arsenal, joining any Premier League team now over Barcelona, over Barcelona, is that not a slight step down? I mean, but he's going to get game time at Arsenal. Is he going to get game time? Like, if, if Malcolm does really well, continue does really well, mm. is he going to have that game time? Because Barcelona have a very fixed system. You've got to have Suarez, Messi, then Malcolm and Dembele are going to be fighting for that spot. Whereas at Arsenal, he's going straight into the first team. You've got to remember as well, <clears throat> all his mates are at Arsenal. That's a big thing. Yeah. The whole Borussia Dortmund connection. 
with the mm. likes of Aubameyang and everything. You you only have to look at last week, the picture that emerged last week of um, Dembele was at Aubameyang's house mm. having dinner right. with Lacazette, Mkhitaryan. So there's that side of things as well. And there has been talk that he feels a little unloved, shall we say, at Barcelona, a little left out, not in Messi's good books, because we all know if Messi don't like you, then bye-bye. So maybe that kind of... You know, what he felt at Dortmund, that love and that, you know, maybe that's what might pull him in as well. Yeah, I think um, in terms of like Dembele uh, moving to Arsenal, like the connection between, like DT said, between Aubameyang and Lacazette, I mean, I think he can form a, a wicked partnership there, like unreal partnership, you know, yeah. with those two guys you in think that it, squad. I agree. Look, I've, I've said it a long time with Arsenal, they've got two of the best strikers in the world in their team and Lacazette, yeah. I think he got so much stick last year. And like, I put any underperforming player over the last few years at Arsenal down to the leadership of Arsene Wenger. If you're going to have, mm. you know, if you're going to have your banners and you're going to have your protests, you're going to have the stadium half empty, you've got to think the manager is a big part of that. So I think Lacazette, one needs another, his second season might be better. He's settling in a new country. He's got a new manager now. But then as you mentioned, uh, Yang, absolute, what was it, the fastest uh, Arsenal player to score 10 goals in the Premier League yeah, in, in history. Yeah, and that was, again, in a failing Arsenal team that, yeah. that couldn't win away from home. And you so... remember the players that he was playing with at that time as well <clears> because <throat> we prioritised the Europa League at that moment knowing we couldn't get fourth place. So where all the, the main players were playing on a Thursday and mm. he wasn't allowed to play because he was cup-tied. Um, when it came to the Premier League games, all those big players like your Ozil's and whatnot were all being rested. Yeah. So Aubameyang was having to play with Danny Welbeck, people like that. Mm. Yeah, and also as well, I think <laughs> Dembele actually fits Arsenal's system far better than Barcelona's mm. system. Because, you know, like with Messi, yeah, everything yeah. involves around Messi and you've really got to keep the ball and Dembele is very direct. So I think mm. under Emery, with the kind of team that they have where I think they're going to have, like I said, an Aubameyang, I think Dembele will be actually encouraged to move with the ball, dribble, lose the ball, but dribble ball. For Barcelona, you don't, you can't lose lose the ball many times. You have to keep the ball. So I think Dembele, with the way he plays, yeah. suits Arsenal more than Barcelona. I understand that. When you look at Arsenal's transfer window overall, though, like DT, I mean, mm. I know yourself and a lot of Arsenal fans are really encouraged with Torreira. He had yeah. a really good World Cup. I mean, I, I have to admit, I didn't watch him much of Sampdoria. I can't say I sat there and watched mm-hmm. anything of him play. I, I, I just read reports on him. He's very exciting. I think, obviously, Socrates, for me, I think he's a really good centre-back. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think yeah, that yeah, to get him so. for like £40 million pounds massive. Um, How encouraged have you been with, with the work done by Emre and the Arsenal board um, this summer? Given the budget we've got, I'm encouraged, but I still feel a little underwhelmed. Like there's just a piece missing, something to just really take us to a different level. I think that Man City are ahead of everyone by a mile mm. in the league. Mm. Liverpool are the closest challengers. And then behind them, the next four sides, Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham, any one of those, two, any two of those four can finish third and fourth and be in the top four. Mm. It's that close between them because I don't think there's a lot between the squads and, and the way that they play. And, you know, we, we look at Manchester United. We, we only have to look at what, what's been going on with them during pre-season. People can sit there and say it's pre-season, but is that how you want to prepare for a new season? I think there's underlying problems at Manchester yeah. United. They're just it's an, it's an interesting. We, we, we'll talk more Man United later, but I think it's an interesting one. What I would say about all pre-seasons is yeah. that I I remember getting really. I think the way that the 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 clubs themselves, the TV networks, and the sponsors 
promote preseason now. It's starting to take. It feels like people take it as a real. These tournaments seem quite important. Yeah, but I remember I, they're not. But I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember nah. LVG. I mean, we literally LVG's final season in preseason. We beat, but not only beat them on score, we outplayed Real Madrid, Liverpool. We beat all the top teams in Europe. And I remember yeah. how excited United fans were. And then four days later, we lost to Swansea at home in the opening day of the season. And we and we, we barely won in the opening couple of months. And it was like, yeah, I, that, that was my moment where I was like, pre-season, for me, just, it doesn't mean much. And I think, as you say, they're, 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 what, what I would say is, compared to, when you compare Man United to Arsenal as an example, things seem very... From a fan's point of view, stable. fans look very stable. They look very happy. And you haven't seen that at Arsenal Football Club for a no, long time. Long, and, yeah. and normally it's your opening game of the season with the window still open where everybody kicks off if it doesn't go particularly well. Do you feel with, let's say, the window that you've had and the preparation and the way pre-season has gone, you've still both Arsenal fans, do you feel like even if the season doesn't start off well, do you still think there'll be an element of calmness yeah. amongst Gooners? 100%. I think... I think um, in terms of the opening two fixtures, you could be, you know, you could you could see opening two fixtures as you know quite a challenge based mm. on you know the players and the new signs come in. But I think you know Arsenal will ha will have that kind of like that light that want to go into those games and really you know show you know show their you know the the top performing quality based on the you know Unai Emery's preparation on the preseason and you know the midfield Torreira. You know, when Dozy coming in as well, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. they could be a real force, you know, to be reckoned this season. And Man City will see that as a challenge in the first game as well. Mm. Oh, the, the thing is, do you know what? This is probably the best I've seen us prepared for a season in a long time. One of our biggest problems with Wenger was that we were never prepared. We had so many players missing come the start of the window. Yes, we've been helped by the fact that a lot of our players didn't get selected for the World Cup. The likes of Lacazette, for example, Mesut Ozil finishing early with Germany. Aubameyang, the fact he plays for Gabon and they're not in the World Cup, yeah. you know, things like this have helped us and I feel that it's actually fell into place just right with a new manager because it's meant Emery's got longer with them, they've had longer to implement his ideas. Now I've been all throughout the pre-season, I went over to Singapore, went to Ireland, mm. went to Sweden and I watched these games <coughs> and it was, I was taking a lot of attention to what Emery was doing, what his assistant um, was doing, what the players were doing and I can see the difference in our style of play already whereas sometimes the old us comes back and defensively we still look a little bit dodgy and they yeah. do worry me but I can slowly start to see already parts of our game changing the sideways stuff seems to be stopping mm. everything's more intensive more forward thinking the moment we get the ball it's not slowing it down coming sideways it's it's fast we're pressing mm. higher up the pitch and we're pressing in packs and we know when to press and when not to press and if the if a certain player is not pressing with the rest of them whereas beforehand with us our biggest problem was one would press two would drop or two would press one and then we'd get caught out and exposed all over the place mm. on the sidelines you've got emery or juan carlos screaming at a player that's not doing what he's supposed to be doing so he then immediately joins the pack yeah you know what i mean so little things like that you're slowly starting to see it I'm not stupid. It's not going to happen overnight. We're not going to win the league, and we're not going to walk away with things. But, and it's it's a longer project. So, and I think I think what you say say there is right. I mean, I don't know if any of you watched that. We did sort of a top six season previews. We we did on um, for for the Ultimate Football Fan, and they're on my channel, the Football Terrace as well. And I had we had Ty and Claude in here, and, and Ty, 
it, it literally the contrast between the two is amazing because you've got tired the kind of all i tried to play devil's advocate and say you know if how long it would be too long to give this manager ultimately emre's coming in and try and win arsenal the league again you're a giant club yeah. your aim has got to be to become champions of england again as a bare minimum and i was like well, how long is too long and he kind of said as long as it takes and I was like, so you let him have 22 years again? And he's like, his contract's not for 22 years. I said, yeah, but you said as long as it takes, which means it will keep getting renewed. The other hand, you've got Claude that's like, we should be this season. He said you should be be title challengers. And I get the sense with Claude, he could, if it doesn't go well early on, you could have people like Claude that could be wanting a new manager out instantly. You could have someone like, again, like your tyres, again, are just mm. going to give this manager maybe blind support. And I think what you're saying, DT, yeah. is right. I don't know where you sit on this, Dave, as a gooner. Getting that balance right is so important because for me, it is at le- I would say at least two years until you start to judge mm. in terms of whether he should stay or go. You can you can assess every game, of course you can, but in terms of, you can think about this big mess that Wenger created and still some of it's going on with the board. It's, go- it's going to take a long while to undo all this, right? Um, I think um, in terms of the, you know, the long-term projects, I think Emery's a great man for the job. You know, I think what he done with Sevilla in terms of you know Europa League uh, or UEFA Cup, you know winnings i think with with emory like looking as a long-term project i think it'd be a great job in terms of you know getting the players right getting the players set for you know big challenges like i was saying before with man city yeah and honestly um you know throughout looking at it for a whole season i could honestly say that you know from my from my experience watching la liga as you know part of real madrid fan as well um when he was there based in sevilla he gave a lot of the top teams troubles you know, a lot of top teams trouble. Yeah, I mean, but, but he did. I, I, he did well in the Europa League and in the Cups, but I think he got beaten like badly, especially by Barcelona. And I think, like, look, he's he's a, he's a good manager. But I think a lot of people have said that, based on how talented that Sevilla team yeah. was, he didn't do well enough in the league. And I think league-wise, he didn't really do well enough to, because I think with the kind of talent, like he had yeah. some really good players at their peak yeah. at Sevilla. I think he could have given Barcelona and Real Madrid more of a game and I think he could have actually really pushed them. Basically, he should have done better than Atletico Madrid yeah. did. So, that's why I just think that... Yeah. You can't really do much against Real Madrid and Barcelona though. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean look at what Atletico did, winning yeah, the true, league yeah, and then being the yeah. team. And I think the team he had, man for man, was actually more talented than the Atletico team that mm. won the, the league. Mm. So, um, I, we, think we, I think we've got a better manager than Chelsea. See that—that's the interesting bit. We're, we're going to go to some live, uh, some calls in a minute from some yeah, fans, yeah. and we'll, we'll touch on Chelsea um, after a few calls. But it's interesting because you've got Sari coming in, you've got Emre that's now there. There's already Pep and Klopp. You've got Pochettino. You've now got uh, Silva, uh, Everton. You've got a lot of these teams now that are wanting to play this sort of high press, expansive mm. football. Mm-hmm. You've got one team up up and around that top six echelon that are playing something completely different at Manchester United. We know that. It's almost a case of... it's not. All, but, it's, but the thing is, not everyone who's trying to play the Klopp, the sort of high-press style of football, mm. it's not going to work for everybody. And that's going to be an interesting yeah. dynamic next season. Uh, it's, it, for me, it's, it, it might click at all these teams, but at some point, something's got to give because you can't... Uh, for me, you're not going to get six teams in a league you never have done in any league any, any time playing like Guardiola does or like or like Napoli were under sorry so some, no, yeah. someone's going to fail at their oh, yeah, mission yeah, yeah. Of, of implementing this and that's going to be an interesting conundrum um Jay we ready for calls we've got we've got some calls coming through now we'll see what people have got to say here we go oh. yeah this is always a fun bit <laughs> fan favorite I know that is then hello welcome to fan park live hi hi who's this Noah. Hello, Noah. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, you? 
I'm very well. How, how has your summer been since the World Cup ended, young man? Uh, yeah, good. Um, I'm at Edinburgh Festival currently. Oh, well, very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, what was your question? What would you like to say? Uh, again, I'll see you something. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, well, about what you were saying about how Wenger um, took 22 years to get rid of and all of that, um, and about the fact that uh, you're saying uh, kind of well, kind of the fact that you're really excited with the season. Uh, surely, if we get if we don't get these two signings um, that you want, a centre back and a winger, and you made that very clear that we need those two. Surely, this window's been a failure. Do you agree or do you disagree now? It hasn't been a failure because we've needed a lot of work doing and we've near enough done it. But the difference is, is that we've got a new manager, new ideas, new tactics, new approach. And we haven't got the same old boring, stale dinosaur that we've had for the last 20 odd years. We, we needed yeah, a defender. Though. We, ne we needed a defender. Because is trash. At the end of the day, we could have gone out and spent £80 million on Koudabale and he could have flopped. You never know. Player. You never know. So Socrates could end up being one of the signings of the summer. Yeah. We don't know. Terreira, he looks yeah. the absolute bollocks. I still feel that we need a winger and um, another defender, but it and, doesn't mean and, that I think not... that we've we failed in the market. I just feel a little underwhelmed and that we may not... Because I want a challenge now. I'm yeah, greedy. Yeah. I've, spent, I've spent so long watching the crap that I've had to watch under yeah. Wenger for the last few years that I'm greedy and I'm like, <laughs> no, I want it now. I'm getting no younger okay. as a person, so... Yeah, um, how do you feel, Noah? Um, yeah, I'm feeling, well, as an Arsenal fan, because, I mean, I'm a lot younger than you, but uh, as an Arsenal fan, I kind of, I feel I feel like, yeah, I agree, we do need a challenge. I feel like we also need to um, do something better than we did last season. So if it's top four, no trophy, I'll consider that, but I do want a trophy and top four, minimum, if I, if I really want to put it like that. Um, I feel like if we don't challenge, then nothing's really changed. So I get we've got players, I get we've got a new manager and everything like that, but I just don't think things have changed. So I think we do need to get Dembele. I don't know how that's possible, considering there's, what, like uh, less than two hours left of the window and if it was going to happen, it would have happened already, in my opinion. But, you know, anything can happen. We signed a Bamiyang pretty much last minute, even though people said it was going to happen. And, I mean, I'm really excited for next season, but I feel like we do need these two positions to be sorted out the centre-back and winger for us to be really excited about some fans. Like, if we get uh, Vida and if we get Guzman um, um, Dembele, I think it will really sum things up to be a good window and a good summer for Arsenal. But if we don't, then it would just be kind of a good summer, but, like, not the perfect summer that we would have needed as Arsenal after the 22 years of what you could call, um, you know, partly um, good, good times and partly also... Uh, you know, like, uh, bad times. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I absolutely hear what you're saying, mate. Thank you very much for your call. Thanks, I, I think what's interesting with, with, with what he was saying there, it's one thing that was in my mind at the start of the summer, though, for Arsenal, yeah. was the fact that if so much of what was to blame at the club was down to Wenger, and that's how the majority of Arsenal fans made me feel, there is also a, an air of caution in terms of selling too many individuals and buying too many, where... Maybe some of the current squad just need an opportunity under a new manager because if if Wenger was the reason mm. that, that they were so bad, mm. 
does it not reason? Does it not stand to reason that some players might instantly improve under yeah. the new coach? And and I think something that maybe Moyes didn't really get a chance. But if we look at another. I think Man United and Arsenal are comparable because you had two extremely long-standing managers. Maybe something that went wrong under LVG. Maybe even the start of Jose's campaign. Too many players in and out. Maybe there should have been more of a time where actually let's see what I can do with the current squads rather than bringing in five or six, selling five or six, and it's almost a completely new squad. And that might take a little bit longer yeah, to embed everybody. I, I, I said that as well. I said that there's certain players I'd give a season to. Um, certain players that I would like to see under Emery. I even said Hector Bellerin. People know my thoughts on him. Mm. But I said I'd like to see him under Emery for a year. What about Xhaka? Same as well. I love Xhaka. I think that he was mismanaged by Arsene Wenger. I think that he was played in the wrong position. He's not a defensive midfielder. I think that the signing of Torreira will only help him and actually show what he can do. What's Xhaka when he goes and plays for Switzerland? It's a completely different player. Mm. Alex, mm. Yeah, I mean, but, but is and... it a top player? Would you say Xhaka well, is a top? I, 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 I do think he is, but he's just been mismanaged and we will find out this season and Emery will give him it. You look at um, Alex Awobi when he goes and plays for Nigeria. I yeah. watched that guy walking through Argentina's defence. But yeah, Arsenal, he doesn't look like he can hit a barn door with a banjo. It's yeah. like, what's, what's actually going on? So yeah. you've got to look at it and say something's not right somewhere. So Emery will look at a lot of these players and say and he's already looked at certain ones and said nah sorry out the door Lucas Perez he's gone to West Ham now yeah. Jack Wilshere the offer was there but no we've got other options if you want to go bye bye um, and he's got rid of all the people where he said nah you're just not my cup of tea and he's got some mm. where he's gone you deserve a year you know I'll, I'll watch you over the course of this and obviously you've got to remember as well excuse me that he will have seen these in training Yeah. so when he's watching them in training is enough for him to go, yeah, you know what, I, I've got a player there, I can do something about him. And already, I, do you know what, I, when I was in um, Sweden the other day, um, and we played Lazio, Awobi was one of our best players for 60 minutes. Down that left-hand side, he was superb. He looked like mm. the Alex Awobi that started at Arsenal when he first broke onto the scene. And I even said it on Arsenal Fan TV, I was like, wow, Awobi, he looked really good today. Yeah, he looks yeah. a little trimmer, where I think before he put a bit of weight on his backside and on the front and everything. But he looks yeah. a bit trimmer. He looks a bit more determined as well because there's that side of it as well. You've got to look at where players, new manager, maybe not get away with the things that they used to get away with before. Well, the discipline thing is interesting because when uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain first went to Liverpool and then vice versa when um, Alexis went to Man United, yeah. both clubs had to put those individual players on a six-week intensive fitness training training regime because they, they felt they didn't meet their club's fitness standards. But it had to be two players coming out who wanted just completed pre-season and played games and Alexis Sanchez had been actually playing regularly for Arsenal up until that point. Again, you go back to the Wenger situation. If there was an issue with discipline, an issue with fitness, it stands to reason that players maybe put on a few pounds. It stands to reason why someone like Lacazette started off quickly and then faded as the season went on because maybe his fitness levels dropped, maybe, you know... And, and, and he played when, with an injury for a month. OK, there we go. these things happen. And when you have a bad culture, whether it's football, whether it's business, culture seeps in very quickly and it can hold people back massively. It really, really can. Jay, we got any more calls? Yeah, just turn up a little bit your end. The perfect. Thank you. We've got, we've got some more calls coming through now. Right. And then we're going to move on to Chelsea. Oh, great. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Hello? Hello? Are you going to speak? Hello? Hello, what's your name? Luke. Luke, how you doing, mate? Who do you support? 
Arsenal. Arsenal. Good, good. What's on your mind? What would you like to say? Um, well, where, where about, what do you reckon our chances are this season? Winning the league. Top four. No, no, that's what I think Arsenal can get top four. Because I, I said that Arsenal are making fourth. And I'm saying United and Tottenham are going to drop, I, drop I, out. I initially said in the podcast before that I think they can get top three. I said this to you earlier on that I feel that the difference between Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham, there's not a lot. There's not a lot. And all it takes is a bit of luck, a few results, and the difference between you finishing third or sixth. Mm. It's is an interesting one. I, I, I got it wrong last year, but I think we're going to get to this stage. But it might take a bit longer because of how far in front City are. But I always, I actually yeah. think that you could get to a stage in the next few years where between first and sixth might only be separated by ten points. Oh no, for sure. And, and yeah, yeah. that's where it becomes. I still think Arsenal might miss out on top four, but I don't think it will be a failure of a season. And I say that because I think Arsenal will score more goals, they'll win more points, yeah. they'll play better football. I just think there could be a case of everybody above them. Just better. Also improve slightly as well. I think you're going to start to see now the top six really break away even further from everybody else yeah. um, below them. But that's why I keep imploring Arsenal fans in terms of don't don't jump into this like habit of becoming like a Chelsea or you know okay manager hasn't got what we wanted straight away. This yeah. this this sack him. Uh, what do you think yourself, Luke? Where do you think you'll end up? Uh, I personally think Arsenal finish. Second. Yeah. No, he's agreeing with me. That's oh, I mean, that's not. That's me. Look, you're, you're, you're crazy. That's that's crazy. At the end of the day, yeah. That's we've crazy. Got, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. We're more settled now than Chelsea are. We're more settled than Man United. Yeah, yeah. What second? And, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in terms of the four of us that can push on to those top two, we're the more settled out of them. You look at Spurs. They've not spent a single penny. They're never going to be able to bridge the gap between them and Man City by mm. buying no one. Right, mm. they're moving to a new stadium. They're over four hundred million pound in debt. Trust me, as someone who's experienced it, it's not easy. Chelsea, they got a new manager. They got players and loads and, of and Hazard. Loads of players mm. in key areas where they've all got to gel. Like their whole central area around Kante at Chelsea is now yeah. completely different. Yeah. So they've got to gel. Hazard, does he want to go? Does he? Is his heart really in it? Does he want to be there? How's this new goalkeeper gonna? Deal with a price tag on his head of being the most expensive goalkeeper in the world. Yeah, great. I, I, look, I think and, all, all those you know, points. So all yeah, things, yeah, I get them. Remember, and Sarri as well. He's never won a trophy as a manager, ever. Look, I, 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 so, but I, I actually Napoli, don't. I actually, I actually no, don't no, think no, Chelsea no, are making top four. That does make some sense. He was with Napoli, and you're in a league where Juventus have won the league like seven, eight know, times in a row. Luke, thank you for your call. But what are they going to be? But what are they going to be? I actually don't. Let's be the Italian Tottenham. That makes no sense, man. That makes no sense. What makes no sense? People criticize Sarri and they hold it against him. He's never won a trophy. Look at the facts. Juventus squad is far better than everyone else in the Syria. Also, Inter Milan, Roma have way more money than Napoli. Man for man are better than Napoli. And Napoli finished better than Roma and Inter Milan as well. So it is crazy to hold it against them when a team has completely dominated the league for so long, both cup-wise and league-wise. So yes, it makes but, yeah. but Sarri, Sarri's been a manager for about 15 years and he hasn't been at Napoli for 15 years. And what you say is, you talk about Emery, he was in a league that was completely dominated by Barcelona and by Real Madrid and whatnot, yeah. okay. but yet he still went out there and won trophies. He still went yeah. off and won the Europa League. Do you know how good that Sevilla team was? 
<laughs> you know, so I'm, so I'm not. I'm not disagree. I think you still got to win it. You I think you still got to win. No, no, I, I, I get that. I, I win three yeah. Europa leagues in a row. I'm sorry, that's just it's, it's, that's a serious. I, I think both managers. I'm not coming second. I'm not playing right now. They're not sniffing second. Arsenal finishing above Chelsea. We also you really think? No. Yeah. Well, maybe, okay. yeah. You can yeah, be fifth, you're going to be sixth. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I have a agree. We also got to think it. Um, these guys, they're getting so overhyped from, from, from Emery. Like, let, like after the first five <laughs> games, let's see what happens. Sarri ball. Sarri ball. There's nothing. Suck my balls. No, no, Hazard is still the best so player you think in the s- Premier League. Fact. That, that, that's no, a fact. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no. That's a fact. Sorry, bro. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's an opinion. Ability wise, ability wise, Hazard is the best player. Oh, ability wise. Ability wise. Ability wise. He's not. Can we get a taxi? Can we get a taxi? Can we get a taxi? Ability wise, Hazard is the best player in the Premier League. Better than who? He's not better than Paul Pogba. He's yes, not he better is. than Alexi Sanchez. Yes. He's not better no, than Aubameyang. That, that is crazy. Terry, you're being... He's not better than Harry Kane. He's not better than Sanchez. It's crazy. That, that's He's not better than Sanchez. Wait, wait, wait. Can I get involved in this one, right? Because everyone knows my thoughts now of Alexis. Right? I can't stand the guy. And I hope bad things happen to his dogs. But what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is, right, is that whilst he was at Arsenal, he was exceptional. And if you compare the statistics over Alexis and Eden Hazard, yeah. Alexis pissed oh all God. over stats. All yeah, but, yeah, but your, man, your well. mind might potentially be the best, but he's never proved it. And the difference is you can have all the potential in the world. Do you know when he who was the best player? Do you know when the Hazard really Who was one of the best players at the World Cup? Be real. Who was who? one of the best players at the World Cup? Who was one of the best? Yeah. Eden Hazard was one of the best. Thank oh. you. Yeah, but Paul Pogba was better at the tournament. The best <laughs> and he smashed it in the final. Pogba, Pogba, Pogba was been playing. Been yeah, yeah, been Pogba, Pogba, yeah. Oh, listen, people know my thoughts on Pogba as well and anything connected to Manchester United. Pogba was seriously good. And I can see why he maybe wants to get away from Manchester United because... That switch pass he did to seen... Mbappe in the final was ridiculous. Oh, listen, Pogba I mean, was brilliant. I mean, he's goal in the final. Don't get me wrong, I'm not being disingenuous. In Hazard is a top player. However, for me, he doesn't deliver regularly enough. And I'm not talking... Forget, I don't care about the assists and the goals as such. I'm talking, about, talking about running play, games. If you're talking about players of a tournament, you could probably say that Kieran Trippier had a better tournament than Eden Hazard. Yeah. Did, did Hazard make the team of the tournament? Did he make the team of the tournament? Uh, no, he didn't. Because Ashley no, Young no, no, did. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That, that was fake. That, that team was How fake. How the hell did that happen? Oh, was that a fake team? Was it? it was fake. It was fake. Okay, was cool. We've got a call waiting. We're going to take a call yeah. here. We're going to take crazy, 20 calls. Right, we'll do some quick fire calls. We'll get them yeah, done. Yeah. 20 calls. Da, da, da. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Uh, my name is Dave. Hello, Dave. Who do you support, mate? Uh, Money United. Cool, cool. What's on your mind? What do you want to say? Uh, I'm just worried, to be honest with you. <laughs> Why are you worried? <laughs> yeah, because when you look at Arsenal, when you look at Chelsea... See, they look much stronger than last year. Yep. And with Man United, I can't say the same thing. I really can't. Okay. So I yeah, I think we're, we're going to struggle to get to the top four. Wow. Okay. Wow. It's a real big statement. It's real. No, I, I, under, I understand the, the concerns. Um, what, I mean, what's gone wrong this summer then, from a Man United point of view? Where, where has it gone wrong? Uh everything. Everything. Divulge. I, think we're just not good. I, I don't think we're just good enough. I don't think we've got the the players are not good enough. We're going to play with the same players. We're going to play with Yank on the left. We're going to play with, I don't know, John Smollett on the, in the in the back. The midfield is not good enough also, I think. So 
the midfield. I mean, the midfield. So you don't think Fellini and Herrera? Okay, well they're, they're back up. So at Man United's midfield, Man United starting. If we start with a three-man midfield of Fred, Matic, and Paul Pogba, it's hard to get. Like, would you say that's that's not a bad midfield? No, that's that's. Has, is it good has Fred enough to win anything? Is it good enough to win the league or to win the Champions League? If Pogba no. plays high, he will. <laughs> well, it, it, it depends what the, 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 so some of the players have got. I think Joe you know, with Man United, I think it's an interesting one. It's like it depends how certain players turn up and how they perform moving but into the year. You can see even you can even see last year we had Pogba, we had Herrera, we had Matic, and we still wasn't good enough. No, no doubt, no doubt they weren't good enough to win the league. Um, Nineteen points off of City that needs to be re- exactly. re- reduced this year. And do you think the one signing that we made just Fred is a, is is it enough to do better than last year? I just don't think so. No, I I agree with you. I I would have liked more. However, there's there's another side to it where I just think okay, we haven't got the players we want. There's been some in, some players used during pre-season that Jose's been very impressed with vocally. So the likes of Andreas Pereira, who had a very good season at Valencia, I watched him play in a more deep line role which um, Michael Carrick and, and uh, Jose Mourinho moulded him into during the summer. And he looked very, very good, even against some of the better sides. So I think him playing alongside the likes of Matic, Fred and, and Pogba could be really interesting. And we... So, we you, so go on. You really think he's going to get enough chances? Because I don't think I think Fellaini's going to play most of the time. Well, Fellaini didn't play most of the time last year. So I don't, people are making up this nonsense. I don't think Fellaini... He did play in the most important game in the Champions League. He did start in that game. So, you, again, what you're doing is you're taking one big example that stands out in everybody's minds and, and, and uh, making up a, a fact, which isn't true, that he, he started the majority of the game, which he didn't. And if you listen to, you know, you go through pre... He's going to start tomorrow night, uh, Andreas Pereira. I'm absolutely sure of it. He started every pre-season game. For him to now miss out would be very weird. And it's about what he does. If he starts playing well, Jose is not going to drop him. It's as simple as that. But um, I understand your concerns. Go on. What about left-back? What about Young? Well, look, again, Man United tried to sign some left-backs. The last one we'll touch on this. They tried to sign some left-backs. Luke Shaw ate them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We actually, yeah, we made two signings. Look, Luke Shaw, for me, he's got a bit like we were talking about Hazard a minute ago. All the ability in the world, but he's obviously Hazard's better. Calm down. But but, but he doesn't doesn't deliver well enough. I'm comfortable with Ashley Young having another year in a left-back position. Um, It's not ideal. Would you mean nah? Nah, I, look, I don't think we can challenge for the title with Ashley Young on the left. Yeah, but nor do I. I mean, I don't think we're going to challenge for the title anyway. But we should. But that's not like. But what we? Was, was, yeah, okay. We, we probably should do. However, the, the issue I'm, I'm saying it's here not, is. It's, 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 it's not Jose's first season. He's like the third one. No, right I get now. that. But Jose's also not responsible so for the, I, the board not signing these players, is he? When he when he came, we we thought like, okay, one season, two seasons, but the third season he has to be really good and I don't think it's going to be good no no I understand your point but at the same time this is the, the bit that's frustrated me this summer is that you've just if, if Jose did what you and the other fans are doing and going oh we haven't got good enough left backs if Jose said that out loud we criticise him for not having faith in his players so why don't the fans have faith in their players good like how, how would how would you know how much better do you think players feel when the fans go do you know what we don't need any left back we've got you and I, I get your point. I'd like a world-class left-back. I like world-class players in every position. But there comes a point where you have to say, this is what we've got. Let's get behind them and support them. If what we do every 10 minutes is just slag them off, slag them off, slag them off, slag them off, that's going to impact them in a negative way. And I don't I don't see the mileage in it. I don't see how it improves the club. And your title, your your part and your role within this within with, within Man United is to support them. And to support them means to put your arm around them. 100%. I will support them. It's just the thing I... 
I just don't think we're going to win anything. And, uh, and that's and that's your and that's you're entitled to have that I opinion. Hundred percent. It's not. It's not that about it. I will, but. It's just my opinion about the squad and about everything. Good, good. He's 100% right. I totally Appreciate agree that. with him. Man, you know the shit. Cheers <laughs> <laughs> for your call. Thank you very much. Like, I gave what you're saying. We're going to move more on to Man United later on in the show, yeah. but the callers come in, they can, they can speak about what they want. And I get the frustrations. It's just one of those things I sort of sit there and think... People are really like Man United fans, especially, are panicking massively, and I think that they have to panic. Like, there's no like, reason to panic. To there is no reason to panic. Is it the I, team in general? Or? You have but, to you, panic about what? About what? There are parallels. Just, no, no, oh, no, no, not no, parallels. No. What parallels? The, the, there are strikingly scary parallels between this preseason and his preseason during the third season in the second spell with Chelsea. What? Now, I know that preseason doesn't really mean anything. Oh, where he completely fell off. No, no, so yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so it's basically exactly, preseasons yeah. were like, they lost most of the games. He was complaining that he was not going to mm. buy anyone. He was being very grumpy. It is almost identical how he yeah. was during well, that but that's season. why that's why I spend a lot of my time not just reading what the media says, but I spend a lot of time actually watching these press conferences, actually w watching and listening and, and seeing what's going on behind the scenes. The fact that many, many players have come out in full support. I mean, it's an interesting thing. So when a, when a journalist has come out this summer and said, I've, I've seen Joe say he looks grumpy, it's all falling apart. Everyone's like, that's the gospel truth. Why? Because it, it backs up your, your theory of third season syndrome where you don't like Joe say. When, I mean, there is a... Lukaku come out and said how wonderful his relationship with Jose, how he texts him, how they have fun, funny messages, jokes, pictures. Suddenly, the same Man United fans are like, he's been paid to say that. It's like you're not willing to have anything positive that's come out as been shut down as a lie, as propaganda, as just good PR. Everything negative that's come out has been gospel truth. And my point is, there's been some things Jose's done this summer that I'll go so, don't like that. Okay, so yeah, Equally, I'm not, I'm not panicking because in, I know about, most of it's media bullshit. Instead of talking about Man United anymore, let's take some calls. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, whenever you're ready, mate. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Uh, my name's Matthew. Matthew, how are you doing? I'm alright. Good, good. Who do you support? I support Arsenal. Good, good. What do you want to say? Uh, I want to talk to you about the takeover Arsenal by... By Cronkay. What do you guys think of that? Oh. Oh. <laughs> DT over to you. Over to you. Go on. Cronkay's takeover. Um, do you know what? We're going to have to just see how it pans out for the next season. Um, we've got to because there's no point in protesting right now. There's no point in, you know, causing that kind of, you know, aminosity around the club. Everything's really happy and nice and great at the moment. So let's just see how things go over the course of the next few months and let's see what their intention really is. Let's see if Ivan Gazidis does go to Milan and let's see if Josh Kroenke takes over as CEO. From what I've seen of Josh over the last six months or so, I've actually been quite impressed with him. He's the one that actually pushed Arsene Wenger out the door. Yes. So, Very you know, true. he came over here and he done a lot of things. Is he in that mindset of where he wants to impress daddy and um, he doesn't want his first real big outing to be a failure? I know he's been kind of involved in two of the teams in America at the moment and they seem to be starting to turn things around as well. So I think there's a big difference between Josh and Stan. Stan's getting no younger. Maybe he's starting to loosen the reins a little bit. He's got his own little things to worry mm. about with a new stadium in America and whatnot. So he lets Josh take control, which is why he let Josh take the reins for three months last year. Josh actually moved to London, rented an apartment and stayed there for three months to watch and see everything that was going on from the training ground to the pitch. Um, match days, the crowd, you name it, and he decided enough was enough and it was time for Arsene Wenger to go and there was no sentiment involved. So mm. you've got to give him that benefit of the doubt. 
the money side of things is what worries me because where does it seem to all keep going um, in terms of Kroenke owning the club 100% we're losing the old values of Arsenal Football Club which is something that's you know pretty deep down um, affects a lot of people and there was fans that had shares within the club my dad was one of them um, and they've automatically got to give them up and they've got to sell them they'll make 29 grand or so out of them when they pay peanuts for them but it's not about that because at the end of the day the reason why they've had them is because not for money but because it's something that you passed down through generations and generations and it's to be a part of the football club does it also mean that if you well, I assume it does if you give them up things like the shareholders meetings where yeah, you go there, get to no, attend yeah, no they're more, all going to be behind closed no, doors no 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 there won't be AGMs if you're not on public there's, sale there's yeah, none, yeah. They, Arsenal will have to um, release their financial records and everything else for the public to see and whatnot. But they're not accountable to anyone anymore. Stan Kroenke can do whatever he wants, say whatever he wants, yeah. take what he wants. They can also load debt onto Arsenal Football Club for other businesses. Um, a London premium it, property like that, you can yeah. yeah and a lot of world. Liverpool fans have been in contact with me and said that it seems very similar to the whole um, Hicks and Gillette thing um, that happened before they got pushed out of the door. But like I said, over the last year. We've signed the likes of Aubameyang, Lacazette and Mkhitaryan, Torreira. We've been spending money. Um, we've got rid of Arsene Wenger. We've upgraded the um, training facilities. We've upgraded the backroom staff and the goalkeeping coaches to the physios. A lot has happened in the last year at Arsenal Football Club. And a lot of it seems to have gone unnoticed by some people and they forget that. So what we need to do as fans is just take stock for a bit think about it I'm not happy about it don't yeah. get me wrong and I flew off the handle yesterday but now I have a chance to sit back I'm sitting there saying what are we going to get if we protest nothing the only thing that actually affects Dan Kroenke is empty seats Yeah. which ultimately was what cost Arsene Wenger his job so what yeah. we do it was my filling, idea everyone. we're filling the stadiums now we're filling the, Sunday's going to be absolutely yeah. rocking in the Emirates and I can guarantee yeah. everyone is behind Emery and the team 100% and I've yeah. seen all of that but what I'm saying is is that as the season goes on we start falling at the wayside if we need players in January and they're not offering up the money and then you might start to see the fans slowly Look, start you, turning. Do you know what I think it comes down to? Whether people are happy or sad, if results and trophies are coming in and people are happy with the football, everyone stays quite silent. You know, you've seen when we've got, we've got a Skype call we're going to go to in a minute, but when the yeah. Glazers took over at Man United, there was protest. There was... The, the, we then had sort of 07 to about 2010. Not a murmur because we were winning the Premier League. We are winning Champions Leagues. Then mm. when we saw City and that start to catch us up and we weren't spending as much money, Fergie was coming out with his no value in the market lines. The green and gold came out. Fergie leaves. We've spent hundreds of millions. It's gone away. Suddenly now this summer, because we've spent a lot of money, they're looking to come out again. And I think that that's, that's what happens when you're not happy with your ownership. It's it, yeah, there, there we go. Yeah. So we've got a Skype call here from uh, Devon coming in all the way from the USA. We've got one more set of earphones if you guys, what, someone else wants to put them in so you can hear him. I'll let you guys But uh, Devon, you there, I've mate? I've talked Dev? Can you hear me, bro? Hello. Hey, man, can you hear me? Somebody Dave, how you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, dude, life is good, man. What's going on with you? Yeah, I'm very well. I can just about hear you. I think Javon's just trying to turn it up on my end. Okay, yeah, I, I can hear myself, so. <laughs> Everything good? I just realized it's been since July 14th. No, I can't, I can't hear Devin at all. Hello, 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 hello. Check one, two, one, two. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. How are you, mate? 
Oh man, it's been it's it's good, Terry. I realize we haven't spoken since like the 14th of July. It's been a long time. I know nearly a month, my friend. How are you feeling? At least a few days. Arsenal kicking off the new campaign. You buzzing, mate? Yeah, I'm absolutely excited. Um, I kind of share DT's sentiment. Um, you know, new, everything new, everything fresh. Um, I, I like our signings. I, you know, obviously you wish we had more, but you're not going to fix uh, everything in one window. I love Windowsy. Um, I think that kid's a, a player for the future. I really like signing uh, Lich Steiner. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see a Dembele move, but I don't want that to be a pacifier um, because of the Kroenke takeover. If it happens, it happens. Uh, I wish everything with Ramsey would get settled. Uh, personally, my, my thoughts on him are, are, are known. I'd like for him to go. Um, but, uh, it, you know, like I said, I, I think we got a lot of our business done early. So it's kind of, you know, everybody sitting back on the transfer days is hoping for something, but they have to look at the signings that we've already made. So I'm excited. I, I think this could be a very surprising season for Arsenal. And yeah. uh, if nothing else, it's going to be interesting to see Emery's take on the team. Absolutely. I think you're right in what you say about the the transfers being done early by Arsenal. I think that that's, for me, Fergie used to do that brilliantly at Manchester United. And we've seen Arsenal struggle with that during the Wenger era where everything was left last minute. There was still a lot of panic around. And as you say, there, there hasn't been a marquee signing. Um, but maybe, maybe that's just not needed this year by Arsenal. Maybe it's just about bringing in some experience, bringing in some I winners. I would disagree. I, I'd say our marquee signing might be Lucas Torreira. I thought he was great in the World Cup for Uruguay, and I thought he was great uh, in Serie A for Sampdoria. I don't watch a ton of Italian football, but I did catch him a couple of times. Um, and every time I saw him play, he's a pit bull in the midfield that we've lacked for years. Uh, a much more talented than Francis Cockawin-style player, um, which we had to settle for Cockawin for that for that long run that we had a couple of years back. Um, I love what Torreira could be for our midfield. I love Guendouzi. Um, I think that kid is 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 one for the future, but also, you know, possibly somebody that could feature in our first team in a pinch. Um, I'm interested to see how Shaka reacts, and I'm I'm really excited to see um, an amped up and fully focused Mesodozel. I think Mesodozel is a ten in our squad with no trips to you know Faroe Islands or or Norway friendlies or you know stupid international games in the middle of September for a, uh, you know a tournament two years away. Um, I think having Mesodozo focus at Arsenal and having Aubameyang and having Lacazette, yeah. you're, you're going to see a different player. And uh, that's that's my biggest excitement. And, and, yeah. and the fact that we got Burnt Leno for what uh, Burnt Leno for what looks like cheap. You know, I mean, if Kepa is going to go for 71 million pounds and, you know, it, it looks like I think we got an absolute steal of a, of a starting potential starting goalkeeper. Mm. Um so I'm excited. I'm 100% down for Arsenal. I, I think what you've said is interesting about Lucas, Lucas Torreira especially because when I say marquee signing, I'm talking about that 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 signing that makes your mouth water that, that trends across the world. And I don't know if Lucas Torreira isn't that in terms of his name, but I think you're right. I, I watched him at the World Cup. I've read maybe three or four scouting reports on this young man. And he looks like, as you say, dynamite. And I think that's one thing you'd say about Arsenal in the last five or six years when it comes to central midfield. They've lacked the right type of bite. Granite Xhaka comes in and gets himself booked a little bit. But for me, he's not the type of... He's not a sort of bulldog that's going to go in there and terrorise people, win a man and, and uh, you know, win a ball against a man and send somebody up in the air to sort of make yeah. his point. And I think that you've now got that with him. And hopefully he can then release some of the more... I mean, I'm not saying he's not talented on the ball, but you've got some very gifted football players in the central areas. If he can take up that mantle of, of being the aggressor, the enforcer, I think it will uh, free up a lot more 
playing ability in, yeah. in other individuals and I say give Arsenal that bite back so they're not so easily blown yeah, off I the think, pitch I think definitely Ozil will have a bit more free time on the ball now obviously in terms of <clears> kind of you know having Torreira or having you know Guendouzi a lot of different players around him to you know actually spread the play and then he can actually influence a lot more like he did previously in Real Madrid yep. uh, and then you know have a great impact on this Premier League season Absolutely. Knock on Arsenal, you know, was so much flair and no balls, no steel in the center. And I think that we've completely changed that around. We don't have an Nzanzi, but we got a Guendouzi. We don't have a, you know, we don't have all these other names that we've been mentioned with, but we brought in a bulldog in Torreira. And I think it's going to make Shaka a better player to not have to feel like he's always having to cover two positions. Yeah. Um, I think that the style that we've been running that more of a 4231 mm. or a four, or a, or whatever hybrid you want to run as long as you've got a Bamiyang and Lacazette on the same pitch with Ozil feeding balls through to them you're dangerous totally agree and uh, how do you think Arsenal are, g- are going to pan out and do this season i'm going to i'm going to reach a little high um i'm going to say third yeah I, uh, I, I still think it's city's <laughs> city's league I think it's City's league um, and Liverpool. Uh, with they, Liverpool had the best, one of the best windows. Uh, they still paid a lot for a goalkeeper, which I think is is amazing to see as a former goalkeeper to see keepers going for as much as they are. To, to, to get Allison is great because we know that Karius and and, uh, and Mignolet were not really going to win them any chance. Oh, Skype's called that. Is that gone? Oh, oh, no. I'll back. Hello. I think. Can you hear me? Yeah, can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, I think we pipped Spurs for third, uh, Arsenal third, Spurs fourth, United fifth, and Chelsea sixth. Mm. Mate, thank you very much for coming as always, Dev. Thanks, mate. Have a great day. Cheers. Have a great day. Come on. Yeah, it's interesting. Another sort of, a a lot of, again, I I think an Arsenal fan very enthused in what he's saying there. Yeah. Both yourselves here, do you not think there is the risk that Arsenal could be as a fan base, kind of overhyping just really quick, I'm, I'm just reading apparently Benzema to Chelsea. That's a rumoured... Benzema rumored. to Chelsea? That's yeah, he before he left said Zuma's going to Everton. and, and it's Zuma to, So if Zuma's going to Everton, does that mean their deal for Yed, um, Yeri Mi, Mina. Mina has yeah, broken yeah. down? Or maybe, maybe they're buying both? Because they're supposedly like delegates from Everton over there today trying to sign him and yeah. um, I can't remember the guy's name. And uh, the midfielder, I think Andre, Go- is it Gomez? Andre- oh, yeah. Andre yeah. Gomez, Andre trying to sign yeah. both. Okay, there we go. Um, I, mean, I mean, because apparently they said that they were like Real Madrid, like, um, officials in, Lon- in London. And they were like, well, what the hell is happening? So apparently Ma- they're saying Benzema might turn. Man United was keen on before on getting Zuma. Yeah, but it was, that. you know, a breaking news for, you know, for Zuma to go to Everton. I mean, which is crazy. I mean, Chelsea should have, I mean, them selling Zuma is, is crazy. You know, I mean, Zuma should... Do you think they have abundance of talent in the centre-back already? I mean, David Luiz, I mean, I mean, David Luiz is trash. Azpilicueta is good. Mm. Christensen, he's good, but he's, but he's young. Rudiger is good. Yeah. But I think Zuma, I think he's a really good, 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 good defender. And he's a guy that yeah. either he could start or he should definitely be in the bench. But again... He's better than Kate. Because I think with Chelsea, they have to adapt now to a different, completely different system. Yeah, yeah. They're going back to four on the back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know I, I completely agree. Let's get a, we'll, we'll touch up. We're going to yeah. take a few more calls. Yeah. Javon's going to put through to us. Then we're going to jump through um, some of the, and do a bit of a roundup of the rumours that are currently yeah, going sure. around. Yeah. Put some calls through, please. Hello? 
Hello. Hello, who's this? Um, my name's Noah on Discord. Oh, hello, mate. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Yeah, very well, thank you. What team do you support? Um, well, I support... I don't really support an English team, but if I had to pick, it would be Liverpool. Okay, okay. good, good. And what's on your mind? What would you like to say? Um, well, not really anything. Depends what you want to talk about. Do you want to talk about Arsenal or whatever? Um, no, I mean, yeah, you're meant to sort of phone us, generally speaking, and tell us what's on your mind about the transfer window. That's the, that's the general consensus of it. Oh, uh, what do you think about Dembele? The rumours with Dembele going to Manchester United. Dembele to Man United? Where'd that one come from? I've not heard that one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've seen it from Football Daily you, a couple you, of days ago. You mean Arsenal? Yeah, he's rumoured to go to Arsenal today. I'm not sure about many. I mean, look, Dembele's a very talented young man. No doubt about it. I actually mm. think he should stay at Barcelona if I, if I was his yeah, agent. Yeah, me too. To me, I'm sure he won't develop it. Yeah, I would be saying that. Well, it depends because his agent might be after another payday. So his agent might be asking him to, to move on for that reason. But I, I would say stay at Barcelona and fight for your place. Um, but if he does join Arsenal, if he does join Manchester United, um, if he does, whoever he joins, they're going to get a really talented, talented individual. Um, still raw, but with, with bags and bags of potential. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Very I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, I don't feel like he's at the same level as maybe an Mbappe, but with a, with a few, you know, games of playing time, a few seasons in him, I think he can be really good. Yeah, of course, no, of course he can. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think he can definitely uh, progress to that level. I don't think there are any youngsters out there at the same level as Mbappe. I think he's kind of out there on his own um, as, as a young individual. Um but yeah, as, as a general rule, I, I think that anyone who signs him is going to do very, very well to progress and move on from there. But listen, thank you very much for your call. We're going to jump on some mate. more on the phone lines. Thank you very right, much. Right. Cheers, mate. Thank you. See you later, mate. Cool. Yeah, Javern's just going to send a few more calls through to us now yeah. by the standard phone line, if possible. Hello, hello. Oh, hello. Uh, just a second, I'm mute. You too. Yeah, tell me, mate. Yeah, what's your name? Hello. My name is Asher. Cool. What's on your? What, what, who do you support? I support Arsenal. And and what's on? What do you want to say? Uh, I want to talk about you know the transfers that my. Yeah, go for it. Speak. Go on. Oh, uh, do you want me to talk right here? Hmm. Yeah. Talk away. We're waiting for you. Oh, uh, hello. I've already said hello. What do you want to speak? <laughs> what do you want to speak? Speak. Speak. speak, speak, my speak. Tell, Please, what, tell us what's um, on your mind. Going from India. Great. Tell, tell us about these Arsenal transfers. Go for it. Uh, hello. My name is Asher, and I'm calling from India. Let's cut. Sorry, let's uh, cut, cut this guy Arsenal. off. Let's cut this guy off, and let's get on the phone lines because uh, I, 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 I need him out my ears. I have no <laughs> idea what that guy was talking about. Sorry, he said his name. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Uh, hello. Hello. Who's Hi, this? Uh, my name is uh, Jay. Hello, Jay. Who do you support, Jay? Yeah, man, I was just, you know, excited about uh, the season and, you know, I was watching them live and, you know what, I I disagree with some of the things and agree with most of it. What do you disagree with? What do you disagree with? I disagree with um, um, the views on Arsenal. And the reason why I disagree is um, clearly uh, the team is not complete and uh, the manager uh, is brand new and I believe if... If they win the, um, if they get into the Champions League by winning the Europa League, I think that would be a good enough season for him to stay on and manage the team. I don't think they will be fought 
they might struggle because of their defense and uh, and they probably will struggle defensively definitely. They're but not coming I second. Think if they win the Europa League and Man, do well in the other competitions and be more competitive against the top four, I think that'd be a great season for Arsenal. One thing I've got to say to that is that we keep on forgetting will Man City perform to the standard they did last season. Most so, likely not. Most likely, well, I would say about fifty percent not, and I I say why, because Pep uh, usually um, in his career in Spain you can yeah. see what kind of what he does. He pushes the players extremely hard all the way to, mm. and this is their second season. This is their second season of with Pep, so they, gonna, he's going to push the players to the limit, third, yeah. and and for Barcelona that worked perfectly. Because the league was so easy, but now in the Premier League, he's trying to push these players. Well, they have Champions League football, FA Cup. They got games in and out, which are very competitive. Mm. So the players, they might be tired out, and I think Man City will not do as well. But I think the other teams, the other teams such as Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, and the uh, other teams around the league, the, the mid mid table clubs are going to do much better because the big clubs. Are are going to a very transitional era. They're going. Most of them are, except for Man City, except for Liverpool. Maybe you can say, but the rest of them, you can see what's going on with Chelsea. You can see what's going on with Arsenal. You see what's going on with Tottenham. Everyone's having a little bit of a transition. Wait, wait, but but me, can I ask? So, are, are City going? Who's who's going to win the league? Uh, who's going to win the league? Uh, I will say uh, right now. I will say Liverpool will win the league. I believe because. <laughs> I think uh, City will try too much. I think they will go. They will try oh, bro, and City win are winning the league, man. I don't, I don't know what this guy is and saying. It's going to be the downfall. I think Liverpool. They might be single track mind. They might club. If he really wanted to, he could say, you know what, we did all right last season at Champions League. You know what, we don't really need to mm. win the Champions League. We already got like loads of them. If we put our efforts into the Premier League and win this. Because that's the most important thing to their fan base, I believe. I honestly not as a Liverpool fan, but most Liverpool fans will say, "I'd rather win a Premier League because they haven't done that in donkeys." Yeah, but I think must be I like honest... that would be amazing for them. But City is more about the Champions League. I honestly think that with Liverpool, the, the problem about Liverpool is they have an amazing squad. We know that already. They have a great squad up front. You know they have, you know they've added reinforcements to the midfield. You know the defense is, is solid. They have a supposedly a good keeper by reputation. But will Liverpool do well against the smaller teams? They always thought this. That's, that's the key. That's like, always their their problem. Yeah. They, 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 yeah, they will yeah, have the, the yeah, consistency. I do, I do agree with that. They don't do as well the smaller teams. But I think. The reason why they didn't do so well because they never had uh, the strength and depth like other teams have, and now I think they have the strength and depth. And with Mo Salah's season last season, I don't think it would be uh, he would do that great like this season. But at least now he has cover. He has cover in the bench. All the players got cover. They got loads of midfielders options. They got only I can say the weakness is Lovren and. Maybe they should. I think they should have bought one centre back. If they bought one centre back, I think they would have been they would have been complete and they would have been all right for the season. They would have been like they would have probably be better positioned. Hmm. 
Fair enough. Thank you very much for your call. Um, some, some interesting points there. We haven't yeah. touched on Liverpool very much yet. Um, great time to mm, call yeah, or introduce yeah. them quite wonderfully, I think. And they've had an amazing transfer window. I don't think anyone. Oh, no, no, they've had the best. They, I mean, they've, they've won the transfer window. Yeah, yeah. If there was a trophy to give out for it, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely have done some some wonderful business. I think it's for me. <sighs> the concept. I, I, do you I'm, know what I mean, is, I'm glad that they're, they're acting like a big club again. The one thing that's frustrated me is not Liverpool Football Club. Mm. It's not the transfers. I think the business has been wonderful. I purpose. I did one. I sent out a few tweets about how they should have expectations to win trophies, and yeah. I saw a lot of Liverpool fans get angry that people were trying to people, whether they were journalists, whether they were Liverpool people or rival fans, mm. were trying to set them challenging of winning titles and challenging for leagues. There's this lot of we're just happy with great football. So I purposefully, purposefully did. Quite a number of videos talking about why they should be challenging. We had two Liverpool guys in. We had Drifty uh, and Devo in the studio yeah. from uh, the Football Banter Show. Mm. And they were of the same, generally speaking, of the same ilk. No, we should be challenging, especially now we've spent money. I found it really... It's one of two things. It's either for me that they have fallen so far from grace that winning is literally not important for them anymore. Yeah. But I don't think it's that. I think what it really is is that they know if they set expectations that we have to be within a point or two of winning the league and generally challenge, or and or we have to win a trophy, they don't want to have to put around the neck of the manager at the end of the season this potential for, say, I failed. Because they, they just... Liverpool, but you have to. But, but I know you do. You do have to. And, and where do you sit with Liverpool? If, if with the players they've got now, the money they've spent and the style of football they have, if they're not picking up trophies with that this season, if they're not legitimately challenging for the Premier League, whereby with a game or two left they could win it, is it going to be, for you as individual football fans, is that going to be a failure of a season? I think, honestly, um, since uh, Klopp has been at Liverpool, um, he's implemented his style. He's implemented, you know, the way he wants to play. He's bought the right players in the right areas. I think the most important signing for Liverpool, which they done uh, last year, mm. in actual fact, was Cater yeah, in yeah, midfield, yeah. Yeah. because they didn't have that dynamic guy um, who would, you know, sit in midfield and stop and, you know, act as a as a proper defensive midfielder. So I think Liverpool this year, if they don't win at least one trophy i think it would be considered a f as a failure for liverpool in my in my opinion i mean yeah, i mean let's say look based on the transfers that they've that, that made like allison cater fabinho and so forth mm. you can't go through a whole season and not finish with a, a, a trophy like that yeah. has to be a failure and i think liverpool fans seem to overly worried about good football you have, that's a loser's mentality mm. you know you I mean you have you you're, you're, you're making your club have a loser's mentality so they have. They're not going to win the league. City have already won the league. That's that's already a fact. But I think FA Cup is there. The Carling Cup is yeah. there. I think that out of one of those two, they have to win. I mean, I, I don't think they can win the the Champions League. Although I think they can go far. I tell but you what. You... Last year, you know, if <laughs> if it wasn't for Carius, maybe they would have. But you know, nah, yeah. no, they're, they're, they're never going to be real. They're never going to be real. Uh, like it's, experience. It's, yeah. The thing is, there's no. Look, I'm a Man United fan, so everyone's. Oh, why are you talking about Liverpool? I mean, I'm, I'm not even hating on them. I'm just saying that they, for me, they just have to challenge 
if, it's, if they're not winning silverware and they're not challenging for the big titles mm. with the squad they've got and the money they've spent, they can't call it, they can't call it a successful season. And I put City in that category. I put Man United in that category. We may, we may not have spent big this year, but we have spent big in the last couple. Mm. And we've got players in our squad that are worth hundreds of millions of pounds. And you add up the, the, the valuation. There's not that, forget what clubs spend the valuation of their squads. Oh, Mo Salah, if you sold him now, what would you get for him? The point is, I, I don't judge him now as a £37 million player. I judge him as a £150 million player. And yeah. that's what he needs to deliver at, you know. Spurs fans do it. They try and talk about Deli Alli being a £4 million man. You know, he's not. He, he is worth what you would sell him for, not what you bought him for. Simple as that. We have Bayern Ryan on the line who's coming through now to talk a little bit about the German players coming into the EPL. Are you there, Ryan? Ryan. You there, mate? Well, that was good. <laughs> yep. I can see him. He's coming through on Skype, but I can't hear him. I was watching you like uh, the toilet. Okay, cool. So we'll just jump back and we'll try and sort out and we'll come back. We'll come back in a minute to Brian Ryan. We'll try and sort his audio out in a moment. Mm. Where do you sit with uh, DT with Liverpool? What's on your mind with, with, with them? On toilet. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think they're going to do? Uh, closest challenges to Man City, most probably, when you look at what they've bought and what they've already got. But I don't think they're going to get over that hurdle because Man City are just too good. Do you think that they should? Do you think? Why do you think a lot of Liverpool fans are reluctant to, to set expectations of this side, though? Because they win nothing. <laughs> simple <laughs> as that. It's, it's simple. simple as that. They haven't won a league in 30 years. When was the last? They've won. Last 11 years, they've won a, a League Cup. Yeah. So why should their expectations be any more than that? I, I don't know. I think when you spend that much money, should you, your expectations not be higher? No, because this is the thing. is Because they've spent that amount of money, it doesn't give you a divine right to start winning trophies. Yeah. And the problem that Liverpool have had is that they have always spent a lot of money. More so now. Um, but it's never got them what they wanted. I get that, but shouldn't the expectations be to, to win them? Because because no, they set the expectations of if we play great football, we're happy, and I, I think that's dangerous. And also, Champions League yeah. finalists as well. I mean, once you're Champions League finalists, I think if, the, I think Barman City they had a piss easy route to the Champions League final anyway. I think if they would have had Real Madrid's route, for example, it wouldn't have even got to the semi-finals. But what I what I say about Liverpool is that with their fans and I know quite a few of their fans and they've said to me that they're not getting their hopes up because everyone believes that Man City are so good that Liverpool have got this team and got what they've got at possibly the worst time they had this squad say when Leicester won the league they would have pissed the league Liverpool would have but, that's, that an period. but that's an interesting concept because we were, we listened to a Man United fan today. We listened to the, the doom and gloom that's surrounding them. And I asked a lot of Man United fans this last year, and a lot of them said they still would have been as angry. But if C hadn't have had the record-breaking season they had last year, mm. and say they they accumulated fifteen, and they accumulated fifteen points less, and Man United only finished the season four points behind City. I don't think there'd be the pressure on the. the, the, the and, but United's season was identical. Same style of football, same problems, same yeah, everything. It, it's, it's almost a case of that 19 point gap was huge because of how great City were. Mm. And that's the point you're making there with Liverpool. It's the same thing. It's like, well, because City is so good, they're not going to win it anyway, so there shouldn't be the expectations. But for me, it's like, well, then why are, they, why are those same expectations placed upon Manchester United? 
because because Liverpool were saying they're as big as us though. Because I mean, are we Ferguson, saying Man United are bigger they're, than they're Liverpool? As big, they're as big because of what they've won in the past. Oh, but in terms of the modern era, Liverpool are nowhere near Manchester United. And I see no chance. True. You so, know, and at the end of the day, when Fergie took over, Manchester United were nowhere near the size of Liverpool were. Manchester United had the same league titles as Arsenal, mm. ten. So, you know, it's only in the modern era that Manchester United. I think it was, just, I think it was eight Man United had then. No, I think you had ten. We had ten. Well, as we've well. got twenty. What we've got twenty or twenty-one now. We've got twenty. So we we, we, we won thirteen. He won thirteen. Yeah, so we've got thirteen. So actually, this, is, we had this seven. is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is this is this is what I'm trying to say is that over modern era, Manchester United are a different level to Manchester United, and because. The majority have seen for 25, 30 years nearly Manchester United dominance and winning Premier League titles, Champions League. So, and what, I mean, else. I, I, want, I want to get this out on the air so it's right. So, we're saying that United's expectations are only higher because we are a much, 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 much bigger club than Liverpool. Ah, <laughs> uh, listen, don't try and put that in my mouth. I'm saying, in terms, in terms of a club as a whole, you are neck and neck. The three biggest clubs in England are Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And you only have to look at the trophies won by Oliver. But in the modern era, Manchester United are a far bigger club. But if Liverpool, wait, 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 Arsenal in terms of size and in terms of trophies won. Absolutely no chance whatsoever. You play at Wembley in the Community Shield five minutes down the road, you can't even sell your fucking tickets and you talk to me about big clubs. <laughs> Behave, man. Chelsea will never be as big as Arsenal. How can when you be won, top three and you've you, never won the biggest club trophy have, in the world? When you have won, when you have won more trophies than mm. Arsenal, you can have a conversation with right. me. Okay, so, so, so I'll make the point again. So, Period. Trophies. We're talking, Full stop. I get that. Yeah. Chelsea have won five league titles. Yeah. Five. We've won thirteen. You don't even need double figures yet. Behave, man. Look, I totally understand this, and 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 I think this is kind of the point I'm making. I would agree that Liverpool, Man United, and Arsenal are the biggest three clubs in England in terms of everything they have done. Maybe yeah. not the best right now, but if Liverpool are in that top three, yeah, most people would say Liverpool's squad is better than Manchester United's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their squad's better. They're they're one of the biggest clubs in the country. They've spent huge money. And they play better football than us. Why are their expectations of winning the titles lower than Man yeah. United's? That's yes. all, all. That's all I'm asking. For me, all those things fit. They should have the. They should be tarnished with brush with the same paint with the same brush that Man United are, that City are right now because of that. That Arsenal have been for many many years. I don't understand why Liverpool get a free ride and their own fans enjoy that because for me, you only get a free ride oh, no, 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 if, no, no, if you're no. a smaller club. You have to go ah. on recent history, like. Recent history, what, United so have, have been much more successful. Well, how, than how recent is recent? Because the last five years we haven't. Mm. No, 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 but who has been more successful as in trophy wise? Liverpool, okay, in the last 20 years, who's oh, been more know, successful? Have, yeah. So, in that sense, it's what have you done for me lately? More recently, United have had more trophies than Liverpool, therefore, we expect United to be doing better right. because more recently for us, United have performed and won more than, than, than Liverpool. If you take away that 2005 Champions League. And that's epic up when they beat Western. What else have, have Liverpool won? So, so I think. But so, still, they've got a great team, Liverpool, and they've spent loads of money. I think they're they still should. So why shouldn't they have the expectation? No, they still titles? should. But United. No one's answering the question. 
just not to be the producer off screen, but to be clear, that piece is for everybody, not just for DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy is a prima donna. Who's Can I just say it, something? Yeah. The problem with Chelsea fans is, is that they seem to think that because they were founded in 2006, everyone else was founded then. No, a lot of us have history. Win the Champions League, a lot then of us can have be in the conversation. Before, before you flopped in 2006. So, so you're, you know. you're not in the conversation, yeah, thank but, but, you. But, but DT, look, DT's having a bit of banter here, but at the same time, the point is with Chelsea, mm. the expectation on you nearly every single year is yeah. to win the title. Yeah. And I know your recent history is a lot better than, than Liverpool's, there's no doubt about it, but you are but you don't fit into that top club, one of the big history-wise, in the country. Like, you, you know who those the top three oh, are. Yeah, the yeah. point is, why have you got massive expectations? Why are there Arsenal fans out there that want to be challenging inside two years? Why is that? Liverpool, but Liverpool fans want to hide behind this very little club. I honestly, little club. I honestly think it's because Liverpool's just got used to the fact now that mm. they can start challenging. Mm. They weren't challenging for for a few years back. So why, you know, why uh, I think the fans are now, you know, kind of maybe getting used to it now is because they have a great squad. They have, a, mm. you know, a great manager. He's mm. completely, you know, implemented, a, you know, great system across the whole of Liverpool. Mm. Um, and bought in great players. Now the the fans should start rallying. Let's let's start oh, no, winning no, the titles. Let's start doing. Yeah, this. No, no, I think because they have not really been used to. Okay, we're challenging. Exactly. That's what I was Although <laughs> they should have won the the title. When is it? Is it 2015? When they're yeah, five uh, points ahead of which we get. But apart from that, they've not really they've not gotten used to really winning titles. So once you're not getting used to winning titles, then yeah. therefore can I just answer a very important thing? Because there's a lot of questions on online which I'm looking. Yeah, and a lot of people want to know what flavor pizza this is. <laughs> Go so on, just let them know. Pepperoni. 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 All right. <laughs> that's that's the standardized. That's the pr- yeah. Pepperoni. You got to do that. And and I have noticed that my agents running there with loads of boxes of stuff and there's I'm really loads balls. of food I'm in really, really, really where is it get back up Ross, and here we go get it in here get in here what have we got here oh, wow Look, see, perks of the job. Look it's at a, this. What we got in this one? With barbecue, that's going to be oh, wedges. They're wedges. Oh, wedges. You can, you can have the wedges. <laughs> they're like the Chelsea of football. They're like what let you down. You know, you get that surprise and then you're like, oh. <laughs> Oh look, we got more. We got more coming in. We got more. We got more. Why are we taking a little break? We got garlic bread. Garlic bread. Oh my god! This is like don't go yet, man. We've got to do the unveiling. This is like an unboxing. Give us one of them. I know what it is. It says it on the box. What? More potato wedges. Don't look at the side of the box. Oh, this is my fave. What is it? This is my favorite. What is it? What is it? No, no, no. Better that chicken. Chicken strips. Oh, oh give me a chicken, chicken strips. strips. Oh, I'm getting chicken, the chicken strips. Get in there, man. Chicken and then what we got here? Wedges. Okay, I'm over garlic bread. Yeah, wedges are here. Look, there you go. Chelsea. It's even in a blue <laughs> box. Keep your chicken <laughs> wedges. You can have the blue garlic bread as well. Oh, there, there, there you go. There you go. I've got the red box. Chelsea's got the blue box. I just said on my timeline here, hack. They said they've never seen Have Hope before. And they've just seen him grab the box and they were like, how can a blind man do that? I tell you, we're, we're, we're having more fun. <laughs> Guys, more. behave. behave. I see someone comparing him to Sneakbo. <laughs> show me more. the way. Sneakbo, show me the way. Behave. Make guys, behave. <laughs> behave. Oh, oh, here. Chicken. Is that here? <laughs> This is all right. You don't get this on transfer deadline day on Sky Sports. No, you don't. We get a Jim White with his tie. So we've got a few done deals and things here and expected deals. So Chelsea are expected to sell on loan up to 15 players by the end of August. Okay. That's a lot. That's, that's obviously that's how you guys raise a lot of your money. Arsenal goalkeeper goalkeeper David Espina has agreed personal terms with Persiktas. Yep. Uh, what else we got on here? Done deal. Atletico Madrid have signed Nicola. Um, this is a no, no, no. The, 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 what's his name? Uh, Kalin Kalinic 
from AC Milan. Kalinic, as they put it here, from AC Milan. Can he lick? Maybe he can. <laughs> is he the Whoa. guy who was sent home by Croatia? Yeah, yeah that yeah. guy. And then Andre Gomez is now having a medical at Everton. Okay. Wow. So, hey, you know, no, Andre, Everton, man, Gomez, not bad. Kotsuma, yeah. Everton, Do you know Everton has signed some decent players this summer. What about Mina? Um, we've got Bayern Ryan. Is, is, he, is he sound working now? Oh. Let's see if it's working before we go to Bayern Ryan, because otherwise... It, I, it's very faint. Can you turn it up, Javon? I don't know, we have more action here than Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I can't hear him. No. So, 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 so is everyone in, in agreement that uh, City are going to win, win, win the league? Yes. Man City are going to win the league, no doubt. Yeah. There won't be as, it won't be such a points gap. No, and, and I think that, I don't even know if that will be caught up by other teams. I think that will be them not accumulating. So, if you think about the early part of last season, they got like the 98th minute winner against mm. Bournemouth. They did it against Huddersfield. I, I, I can put the top of my head about, yeah, Southampton. I think there was about nine to ten points they gained where you think, Jesus, there was two or three minutes over the added time. And look, my club done that in the past. You know, Arsenal in their invincible season get, you know, penalties in the last minutes that they didn't maybe deserve to draw games. All teams yeah. that win titles get those moments that go their way. I think that naturally will reduce the, the points gap um, anyway this year. But I still think that they're, they're too strong. I really do think they're too yeah. strong to catch. I think Mahrez is a, is a is a just an average addition to Man City, or do you think he's no no he's going to be, be useful? But no, because I think Mahrez is that he gives City something different, and especially on the counter attack, yeah, when they're breaking. I just think that he's in, he's intelligent and how he comes in on the left. I just think because again. I thought he actually did all right in the Community Shield. Like people say, oh no, like this guy's going to be a flop. Like guys, this is his first game in a new system, new team. I could see how he can actually contribute to City. And I think, especially yeah. in the Champions League, where like, you know what? Silver's not working. Um, but now the Silver's not working. Things not... Let me just come in and have a guy bring in something. Maybe take a shot from 30 yards out. And Mars is the kind of guy who can get a goal out of nothing. Mm. And sometimes you just need someone completely different from what you guys already have. So, yeah. I think it's, it's, a, it's a useful signing. Yeah, I think he's a very good player. I think he'll do fine. Comment here says, Godin, Boateng, Mina, Toby and William said no to United. Yeah. Wow. Well, no, that's not actually true. Um, <laughs> I mean, Godin, there is absolutely no evidence that Man United actually went in, went in for him in any way, shape or form. Toby Odevira agreed personal terms, but Spurs didn't agree the fee, so you're wrong there. Man United didn't bid for William, so how can he ever say no? Um, Mina. For me, if, 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 if Everton got this close to signing him, I doubt Man United, he said no to Man United. Like, I'm sorry. We're going to be real. We can banter all we want, but let's uh, talk facts and, uh, and and sensible opinion as opposed to... Courtois, quick. He's already taken a picture by the... <laughs> Did by you the see Courtois' post on Facebook? He's a very sentimental, lovely post, but he was getting so much abuse. Yeah, he pulled it down. Did you see what's wrong with one-day football fans for me? Like, literally, he was a hero two months ago, and the abuse Chelsea fans were giving him was... Dis like, did you see what was being written? It was oh, disgusting oh, man, what was being written about no, him. No, I mean, but look, I mean, okay, so do you... Supports or against his tactics in forcing a, a move because I, I, I get I, it, but, but it was classless. But I get it. Yeah, but the problem I have is the reason I'm I'm, not, I'm no longer against it or for it is because I'll give you a great example. Raheem Sterling gets booed a lot and attacked a lot by Liverpool fans because of what he did. Right, that was actually the stemming of the abuse and media abuse that Sterling gets. How he left Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. How is that any different to what Virgil Van Dijk did to join them? 
And they cheered when he signed. Football fans are the problem here, not the players. We are fickle creatures. And that's what we are fickle creatures. And, we treat, and, and the way we treat a player that leaves us in an unsavoury way, we cheer if another man does it. No, because you know he did the same thing with Atletico Madrid to Chelsea. He did the same same thing. So it's like so why are people surprised? You know, no, no I think it was Bilbao when he joined Chelsea originally. We listened to it today. Oh, the yeah, point yeah, is, yeah. like Rojo did it to join Manchester United as an example. Was a recent example at our club forced his way through so someone forces their way out of our club I'm now at a point where I'm, like, I'm not going to call him a snake but like we, we are happy to gain a player that way but we're not happy to lose one that way for me shut your mouth yeah. wipe your mouth and move on stop being a baby yeah. well, no, no, you've got to abuse him yeah, I'm saying now Alexis is still a prick yeah to you yeah, but, yeah. I'm, I mean no, but it's still class basically if someone sees him on the street and say look man you're a prick he can't say anything about back because at the end of the day there is a there's a more classy way to go about it I, we, no, fans, we know people don't do that we know people don't do that. We've seen fans, you know, we've seen fans do fan cams and absolutely case into people, meet them for real and, meet, and shake their hand. Like, they really, like, for me, I'm not saying this, I'm not even saying abuse them, you shouldn't do it, but people do a lot of chatting, they do a lot of stuff on the keyboards. You know, it's like a lot of the Man United fans that hate Jose. I guarantee you they come face to face with him. They'd be like, oh, hello, sir. Shake yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they coil, sure. coil away from it. I know they would, that's why. I'll give you a great example for this, um, you know, following Real Madrid as well. Um, when Ronaldo left Real Madrid to go to Juventus, mm. um, everybody was doing montages, video montage of great things he's done for Real Madrid because he did amazing mm. things for Real Madrid. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, it, it depends on the club, how they handle it as well, the transfer, and what happens, you know, after that. Mm. Um, but, you know, using that as an example, I think with Courtois going to Real Madrid now, um, you know, let's let's see how Chelsea handle it with Kepa and you know so forth, and you know, maybe future additions as well. I mean, I mean, by the end of the day, look, Chelsea are losing, in my opinion, a top three, top four keeper. That's a fact. Once top could two. <laughs> top two. Yeah, I would say he's second best keeper in the world after the hair. Yeah, but you finished fifth last year. <laughs> wait, wait, Neuer is the best keeper in the world. No, I would say no. De Gea is the best keeper <laughs> in the world. No, no, Neuer is the best keeper in the world. Come on, like if everyone is, wait, he's just, he's just been injured. If everyone is fit. And De Gea had a world class howler at the World Cup, which is like uh, Neuer went fit. Neuer is... did as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you can't really call yeah, it a howler. Let's, let's just let's just end this debate. Petr yeah. better than all of them. There we go. Job done. Yeah, Job. Do you know, it, it, th those kind of debates, I, I actually get sort of because maybe the World Cup just killed me in terms of the Ronaldo-Messi debate every day. It was like I'm no, just no, sick no, and tired no, of it because no, no. they're both great. Let's just and they both flopped at the World Cup. So who? They, they, they both flopped at the World Cup, Cristiano and, and, and Messi. So Ronaldo never flopped at the World Cup. Ronaldo was sick. It was Messi that flopped at the World Cup. I think Ronaldo had to be, you know, he was the only player in that team. <laughs> and then you talk about, and then I know that everyone was making comparisons, saying, look, look who Messi's got to play around him and stuff like that. It's like, have you seen some of the players he's got around him? You're talking around winners, around. Champions League winners. and Yeah, I, no, I, I, see, I agree with all of it. And the thing is, the, the debate thing, I, I, what, I've, what I've sort of come to a realisation with last year, it's not about who's better because... Nobody talks about who's better. We talk about what we prefer to watch and who we prefer. So I, I re for me, it's why I rate Harry Kane as the best number nine striker in the world. Whoa, in the world? Number nine striker in the world, yes. Because I love the way he plays. I love the way he does things. Right down to, I love the way he looks when he shoots. A I, aesthetically, I look at him and I think he looks great. Not when he talks, thinks, but when he... He thinks Hazard's better. Yeah, no, 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 number nine. Number no, nine. but so this is like he's, he's not better than Aguero, Suarez. But I, but this is the point. I, pref I, I prefer him. Okay. It's not about. This is what I've realised. It's so not your about, preference. Yeah, like Ronaldo and Messi. I think they're both amazing. The best two players of all yeah, time. Yeah. But I prefer the way Ronaldo plays. I love his directness. I actually love his arrogance on a football pitch. 
I just love it. So for me, I'm going to prefer him. I'm not yeah. even going to debate it because it's, it's it's like, you know, if I prefer to wear skinny jeans to baggy jeans, I don't care what you prefer. It's what I like wearing. It's boot the same cuts. thing. Sorry? Boot cuts. Boot cu no, boot <laughs> cut was done like 1999. <laughs> I wear skinny jeans only. That's it. That's all I wear. The only problem with skinny jeans. What? Can't keep people in the face. Can you oh, not? No, you can't get your leg up. It's too tight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do a lot of kicking people in the faces. Oh, other than, the, other than in the ring, that's the only time I do it. But, Best uh, thing about boot cuts. I'm going to ask you, actually. Me. I know we are doing deadline day, but I thought I'd ask you uh, while you're in it, DT. Who's, who's going to win between uh, Logan Paul and your mate JJ? Oh, KSI, all day long. Do you think you'll do him? Yeah, man. JJ's going to do him all day. I've got no doubts about that whatsoever. I told everyone that he was going to be... Um, uh, what's Joe his Weller. name as well Joe Weller mm -hmm. and everyone was like no 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 no, you ain't going to beat him I said listen watch and then watched how he trained and everything and he yeah he smashed Joe Weller up I think <laughs> it'll be a harder fight yeah no, I think it will be a harder fight just because of the but I think JJ's going to smash him I actually think Deji's going to lose it's his brother right yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I yeah. think Deji's going to lose against Jake I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, like the last one I watched, and I was quite impressed actually. I, well, the, the thing is, is that the the Deji fight, I think that's going to be windmills, where they're going to go in there just like this. Yeah, true. Yeah. Pure windmills yeah. going in and just like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. But the um, the KSI and um, Logan fight. That listen, KSI's trained hard. He's trained hard before the the other fight. He's trained really hard for this fight. Well, he, he was saying that he wants to go pro. He's, he's, he's thinking about becoming a pro. I mean, that's I mean that's cra not crazy. <laughs> Do you know talk, what? I but that's hard. I wouldn't pull it past him because anything he's set his mind to, he's gone out there and achieved. Over achieve, 18 yeah. million subscribers on YouTube. Mm. He's gone out there and achieved everything he's he set himself out to do. <laughs> when you say that, I laugh because I was buzzing this morning when I woke up and I'd gone past 68,000. I was like, woo! And you think 80 million. You just think million, it, it's a mad thing. Do you know what? It's one of those things like when, when I look at this sort of stuff and obviously we, we all do our own stuff on YouTube and social media and it's like there are there are levels and it's like for me, like 68,000 is like I never thought I'd get that much. Man's mm. on eight, 18 million. It just goes to show like... It, but it's mad because it, it is, the event itself is pay-per-view. Mm. And it's going to be like the biggest, like non-proper boxing event. White collar boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah white yeah. collar boxing. It, like this, Eddie Hearn must be sitting there watching it and thinking, "Wow." How much money can I do you, know, well, do you know what's interesting with boxing yeah. though? Because boxing is very clever. So if you look at for me now, the biggest media outlets for boxing are all YouTube based. You've obviously got the, the IFL as an example, yeah, yeah. the American yeah. companies. And what Eddie Hearn's been very clever at doing and all the other promoters is they give those guys like backstage access to everything. Yeah, Eiffel's the main one. Yeah, Eiffel's Coug the main one with Coogan and, and his class. And I love listening Coug to him and I watch all these stuff. And again, it, it's social media based. And I think football, the big football media outlets, they're trying to now, you know, they're all trying to do their own little thing now by you know trying that, to use fan camp, that, but it isn't as good. They should just let us go backstage and interview players. Do you know that Coogan is one of the first ones on Arsenal Fan TV in the very Coogan. beginning? He was the one to come up with the idea with Robbie. Really? Yeah, but then Coogan had Eiffel and was so busy with that, said to Robbie, you go off on your own and do Arsenal Fan TV. I'll concentrate on that. The rest is history. Well, there yeah. we go. Yeah, one of the first ever, ever... He's a, he's a gooner, isn't he, Coogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's a nice cool. guy. He's a really nice guy. So. We are going for our third attempt at getting Brian Ryan on the air. Oh, we well, sorted it out now, is it? And if this works, then when we come back, we've got a little surprise for you all in the studio as well. 
We've got David Espino in here. <laughs> we have. Where is he? Come here. Come here. No, no, no. We've got to get you on camera. We've got to prove Ross, it. Come, here. come here. Come here. Listen, we've got David Espino in the studio. Come here, David. Listen, look at this guy. Look at this. David Espino. Oh, this, this is the guy that makes it all happen. Yeah. The head honcho, man. Head honcho. I've been told by the other head honcho that you need to lean forward because no one can hear what you're saying. Oh, really? That's <laughs> so all right. That makes a All right, guys. Keep doing a good job. Enjoying the pizza. Yeah. yeah. and Ryan, can you hear us? Can you hear me? No. That's a bend on his knee. We're going to have to lock this one off. It worked every time during the World Cup. We've come back live and it ain't happening. He's talking. There we go. Alright. Sorry, mate. It's not happening. Sorry, brother. I apologise. Can I just say goodbye in American? Is there a way to just pull by in it? Ad goodbye. Adieu. Adieu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adios, Some, adios. Someone's asked in the comment section if you're going to be playing the piano. Well, I've reached out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> man, guys, man, listen. Be respectful with your comments, man. Be respectful. I mean, it's, it's, no. so, guys, on. take, take so liberties. What is, so I need to ask you this. What is it about? Why is the sunglasses your thing? What, what is it? We have, we've got, like, obviously the fresh ego kid here. You've got the sunglasses. What's that all about? No, basically, like, when I started it, because, like, I didn't want to basically be recognized on the streets or have any kind of fame. So, literally, because I, so, I, I began doing, like, film reviews, like, over sorry, 10 years sorry, ago. Sorry, 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 sorry. So, you think your sunglasses change your look? Like, you know Clark Kent wears sunglasses <laughs> and you look the same without them on? Super you know you look the same without sunglasses, bruv? No, 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 but, 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 okay, but, okay, at least this is, this pre prevents it, at least. So, obviously, I still get recognized, so but this prevents it. So, it's a disguise. No, it's a disguise, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh, my days. No, 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 you're going to see Mission Impossible when he pulls the face off. Yeah. He's actually going to put it I've up. I've seen it all now. He's actually yeah. Dave, he's actually Dave from uh, Essex. So, so Robbie puts a pair of glasses on and nobody knows it's him. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, the little pink hat. He just yeah. bowls around London. That's it. There we go. Nobody recognizes him ever again. Oh, my God. We've got a little studio swap coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to have a few more uh, guests going to join us in the studio right yeah. now. Um, David, thank you very much right. for coming on as always. Have hope. Pleasure. Cheers. You can take your glasses. Don't take your glasses yeah. now. They want to see who you are. Your identity will be out there amongst the world to see. <laughs> if anyone knows what his real name is out there, please uh, put it up on the screen. No, don't, 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 don't. No one knows who you are. You've got glasses on. <laughs> hey, look, he's in that much of a disguise. All right, he's taking cheers, the guys. Cool, guys. See, his disguise is that good, he's even run off with a wedge. <laughs> <laughs> right, now time for a very professional change. Yeah, yeah very yeah, professional yeah. change. We'll slip, we'll slip. I'll fly over to this yeah, there chair. there we go. But, um, <laughs> and then that listen, you can, too. make sure you guys give us a call on 0203 We want to hear from you. You're going to enjoy, you're going to enjoy our next guests that are going to be in the studio, actually. You're going to enjoy them. We have... You're going to love them. We actually have the first, the first super agent in history coming on the show the greatest agent in the history of this country and for me the biggest the most influential football youtuber in the world is also coming on I wonder if you can guess who that is the big man is going to be uh, sit, sitting himself down now what's happening mate I saw doing? someone that looked like Dave outside. I wasn't sure because he was wearing sunglasses. Don Robbie. <laughs> uh, there we go, gentlemen. <sighs> You've got to refer to him as Don Robbie. Don Robbie. Don Robbie is in the house. The cameras will pan back across in a moment. Everyone's going to know who it is. Someone said, oh, I see Robbie's arm, so I know it was him. Someone just said they saw the arm there. So big. So strong. Private joke. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> Care to share? <laughs> no. That sounds like fun in Russia or wherever oh, it was. Or in the Middle East. <laughs> Robbie, how you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm you good. good, good, good. John, self? Well, I'm in between two great big hunks. I'm going to have to think about wearing my underpants outside my trousers. <laughs> 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 at the moment. It's an interesting transfer window it's been, would you say? Uh, with it, with the World Cup, with it finishing early. Yeah, it's... it's... I was interviewing John last night and John was talking about how, you know, with the UK, like almost like we jumped the gun by ending the transfer window early, you know, because what everybody else's transfer window finishes at the end of August mm. and ours finishes today, which I, I agree with because we don't want to be going to the new season, you know, with, every, with these transfers going on. You know, we, we hate it, it when the season starts and players are getting picked off, but everybody needs to do it together. But John, you were saying that's going to happen anyway. Yeah, look, um, we, Robbie's right. We jumped the gun. Um, we thought, essentially, the windows were brought in and they were supposed to finish before the season started. That changed with early World Cups, late World Cups, champion, European Championships, whatever. And it sort of became osmosed a bit of a mess. So we decided that we, being the English football um, folk, decided we would take that opportunity to change it all without really thinking it through too well because we sort of tested the water with both feet and we've sort of drowned a little <laughs> bit today because uh, what's happened now, of course, I mean, I mean, look at prime example. Let's spool back 72 hours. So Minariola is in Spain. At least I presume that's where he is because I phoned him the other day and his phone, his phone rang Spanish, so he's either on holiday or he's doing some business down there and one would assume Barcelona would be on on his route map. So, he's over there. Let's assume for a moment that he was trying to get um, Pogba into Barcelona. Yep. And it, and and they're interested. They've got till the end of August to do that deal. Yeah. Manchester United got to sit there and think, supposing he's going, do we go and buy somebody? Do we go and loan somebody? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But, you know, that's a big cog out of your machinery, isn't it? It's a big... It's, it's not like you've just lost your your reserve left back. Yeah. Potentially, you've lost one of your... I mean, forget his form, non-form, whatever. He played well in the World Cup. You know, he's a big man in your team. So now, they're still thinking that. They don't know whether he's going to stay or go, unless there's been private conversations. But that's the sort of issue that this has thrown up. Mm. We can sell, or we can be raided, but we can't buy yeah, that's that's what was strange from my point of view. I get why you would do it. I think I think especially for some of the, the smaller clubs, they like to start their season and they like to know who they've got. But that is still not actually addressed. That all it's re all it really means is you can still lose people, but you've got no ability to bring because, we jumped, because we've jumped. We the gun. jumped before, and the Italians and the Spanish and the Germans are all sitting there going, "Okay, then we won't close our window then." that strengthens our position. Uh, absolutely. On, on the big thing, a lot of Man United fans commenting here talking about what Mina Raiola's doing. Um, from what you know, 
is Pogba trying to force a move away from Manchester United, or is this more just the agent seeing what's available, trying to get him, either get him a new deal at Old Trafford, or just trying to sort of make a little bit of make himself a bit of money? Is what many people think. Look, it's obviously people are going to focus on the money issue because they do. But in reality, he's doing his job. You know, I mean, if 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 you're a football player and you play for Arsenal and you're doing okay. But maybe you're not the best happy, you know, whatever, whatever. Maybe you don't like London as much as you could. Maybe the fans are on your back. You're going to say to me, your agent, just see who's out there, will you? Just let's have a look at options. You know, I've only got 10 years of my life here, or 12 years, whatever's left of my career. I've got the next three years are important to me. Find out what's out there. So he's only doing his job. That's that's all he's doing, really. I, I, don't, I don't disagree, and I think as well. I think he's on about £185,000 a week, Pogba. You've seen Alexis Sanchez come in on £350,000 a week. I think this is a bit of a ploy of, we've had a good World Cup, the start the season strong. Let's just flirt a little bit with Barcelona. No different to what Sergio Ramos did with Manchester United a couple of years ago. Let's flirt of a big money move away, and then we know our club's going to want to keep us and offer us a new deal. I think that's a fairly common tactic that we, that we see quite regularly, yeah, right? It's a, it's a card in the pack you, you can play. But I just think you've got to look at it in the round and, and not look at it purely... Yes, it's financial, but it's, it's other things. It's lifestyle. It's football. I mean, football plays a big part in this too. And mm. he's, you know, he's not. It hasn't happened for him in Manchester. I may, having said all that, if he stays, he may have a great season. But if he doesn't, uh, Mino would have done the right thing to have looked now. Yeah, you don't like Mourinho. The two of them don't yeah, seem to get on. Doesn't help either. Yeah, yeah they don't seem to get. Well, on. Yeah, you don't seem to get on with anybody right now, do you? Yeah, Jose's <laughs> thing is, it's. Do you know? I, I feel a bit like. It was weird. This this summer's been so strange from a Man United point of view because Jose is. It's like you watch the internal stuff Man United put out, or if you watch the entire press conference, you see the moody bits, and then you'll see him laughing and joking in the same same era. If you just watch what the media's put out, it, for me, it really has been kind of funneled, funneled down. Yeah, but, but hold on, forget the media part for a minute. He don't get on with Pogba. You can see it. He doesn't get on with Martial. He doesn't get on with Pogba. He doesn't get on with Luke Shaw. He calls these guys out publicly, you know, so... Well, well Luke, Luke Shaw's you come can't, out... You can't really just say Luke, media Luke, because Luke, he does it publicly. Yeah, but Luke Shaw he? came out and dispelled that and, and did an interview talking about how grateful he is of, about what how Jose Mourinho has, has handled and, and, and dealt with him. I agree with the Martial thing. Calling him fat in public. He didn't call him fat. What did he call him then? He, he didn't. He didn't even refer to his fitness generally. He said he got to work harder. But that's. But then Jose's not the only manager that's done that. Hodgson did it. Pochettino did it. No, but he calls it. out. He, he, he does that a lot, doesn't he? he calls people out. But he's done public. it his whole career. If you go back and look at Jose Mourinho from day one, there's, there's a, a early stuff at Chelsea with Joe Cole. He's done it his whole career. Yeah, that's, but it's only. For, but my point is, Jose's not acting any different now to what he's done in the last but ten. Not 15 everybody years. likes it. That's what I'm saying. There's, yeah. there's some players that. They thrive on it, and that, that can help them to be better. Yep. There's other players, obviously like Pogba, who don't like it. He's like thinking, "What are you talking to?" Yeah? Well, again, but, so but, but, you, you but got, you've got to handle but this, different but players. This is the, but this is, I get you saying, Robbie, but this is the point that comes down to Pogba's like DT. Yeah, I understand your point, but you also need to look at interviews from both sides you because if you listen to what the French media said, Pogba did have an issue with, with Jose Mourinho after some, some of the public arguments they had, but it was Didier Deschamps that, that turned around and said, listen to your manager, listen to what Jose's saying, he's doing the right thing for you. And that's what saved the relationship because sometimes it's an outsider saying, okay, you don't like what Jose's done, but I think Jose's right in what he's doing. My point isn't, you can have a, you can say what Jose's doing wrong, someone can dislike it. My point is the way, it's, the way Man United have been reported on this summer has been very imbalanced. Very, very imbalanced in, in terms of the way things... People are, are making it up. 
not, not making it up. It's, it's imbalanced. So I'm not saying that your opinion's wrong. I know he's outed people publicly. I know some of the players don't like him. But equally, there's been as many players coming out saying how supportive he was during the World Cup, how funny he is to be around. The, the, the video that Demi Mitchell, one of the academy players, put out of his initiation song. And he actually, this young lad could really sing as well for a football player. The United team were in great spirits. Jose's in the background bobbing his head and tapping his feet and filming his young player and cheering along with a friend him in the air. My point is, is that the, it's not been reported on balance. And that's all I talk, care about when it comes to these reports is that it's balanced. It's like everything's doom and gloom, but anything positive has been left out. And that's where I have a frustration. I think as John, fan media, that's John, what we should as do. A, John, as an as a agent, yeah, would you get players come to you and say that? You know, I don't like this manager. I don't like he treats me. I don't oh, get, sure. get me out. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I just get the feeling that that's going on here. But you know, what you're both saying is, is that there is a media agenda here. There always is a media agenda. I'm not saying it's negative. The media has been great for our, our game of football. It's, mm. it's made our game of football what it is, or helped make it what, what it is. But, you know, for uh, Jose Mourinho, uh, read Theresa May, you know, there's an agenda now that she's not going to forget whether she's right, wrong, left, right, whatever it is, screwing up Brexit, not screwing up Brexit. There's an agenda now that she's probably not the right person to run the country. Yeah. So... Whatever happens now, unless she comes up with a magnificent Brexit plan or makes everyone laugh a lot or helped us win the World Cup or whatever it is, she's that's that's it's tarnished. Image. Yeah, and he's he's got that tarnished image now. It happened in Madrid. It sort of irked its way through. He hasn't played the right cards with media or with people generally. He just looks that 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 you know, aggravatious, complaining self. Where he's actually very self-deprecating and he's actually good fun. But he doesn't play that card anymore. He, he, he doesn't. He doesn't in public. And I think that's that's sometimes my issue is that having known some of these individuals and you see them from a, a, outside of the media spotlight, you're like, I know what the I know what that individual was like. And they're like Ashley Cole always had a bad image of being arrogant as, as word. And I was very fortunate to meet him a few times at sort of events. And I was I was surprised how charming and lovely he was because the media always told me. That he was this selfish, arrogant, nasty, cheating. But obviously, but you're an Arsenal fan, too. But that's your, that's your viewpoint. But again, uh, it's... <laughs> that's it. Actually, Cole, don't talk to me about it. And I, and I know what he... But the point is, he, he did that thing wrong. But that's, you know, and, and you see the same thing happened with Raheem Finn, Sterling. Done that thing that wrong. Thing wrong. In, right in your, yeah, he did. He can do one. He did. He did. But that's, that was down to Wenger's poor management. Is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that was the right, start of it. You know we're talking about the transfer window. Am I right yeah. in believing that even though our window shuts at five, we can still take players on loan. Yes. Is that yeah, right? There will be a loan window though. So we can still away, get yeah. Dembele. That's what I, but, um, we had a, ch a conversation <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. No, yeah, he's still playing, isn't he, Ashley? You come back, <laughs> cheer you um, up. Who's Dembele's agent, do you know? Uh, I'll have to dig into my memory bank. Um, Go on your phone book. Uh, yeah, my phone, actually, my, my phone is inside, so I, I could pop in and have a, have a quick pee. Have a or quick, a bit too much have a quick uh, have a message quick through and have a quick, yeah, like Send him a little message. Yeah, say, DT said that. you've got to come over to Arsenal. It's got to be done. <laughs> come, on, <laughs> come on loan. Robbie will look after you. Robbie why don't, will put you up Why don't we go for Liam Bailey? That's what I don't understand. But no one's going for him. No one's, no one's going for him. Yes, that is a bit strange, but I, 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 why not go for him? Then? Mm. Do you know what? I think you get those players sometimes, don't you? So, Leon Bailey, everyone's... Okay, I'll look at that stat in a second. I, I think you... Liam Bailey could be one of them. You had it with, you remember William Carvalho, who's still at Sport in Lisbon, like mm. four or five years ago, he was hot property, mm. but still no one's come in for him. And no, I, no, as, as an agent, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, as he moved now? Yeah, he's moved now. I can't remember because he was a free agent. But, but he's gone. Yeah, but a lot of players left Sporting, didn't they? This, yeah. this year, this year for these reasons. Can, can, you, I, do, can I just yeah. actually change the subject slightly? Yeah, of course, of course. Because we've spent a lot of time 
and I've been around the media a lot today talking a bit about Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, Man United, Man City. Can we just focus a little bit on some of the other clubs? I mean, yeah, West Ham spent nearly a hundred million pounds. Yeah. You know, yeah, Everton today are buying three players. They've already bought two. You know, that's that's, that's mm. five, six, six reasonable good players. I mean, Bernard's there now. They're, they're, I mean, it's mm. looking. That's an interesting situation. Tottenham have got. Uh, um, that's. Well, we're talking small clubs, aren't we? So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bomb dropped. I mean, so, you know, he's spent 900 million on a stadium. Mm. So he's he's actually just held that, that line. If it doesn't work for him this year, that's quite a big gamble now. So there's there's yeah. lots of little stories mm. around Leicester City. Leicester City building a whole new complex where they are spending 200-odd million. Uh, uh, you know, um, if yeah. you keep holding you know Maguire, that's a result for them. Of, of course it Do is. Do you know what? There's a question I want to ask you, John, actually. Is because I know that you've been in contact before with um, Usmanov, yeah. for example, and you spoke to him, the Andre Arshavin deal that you yeah. dealt with when he came to Arsenal. Do you think that he's going to now go into another Premier League club? I most would, notably Everton. Okay. I would uh, caveat my words carefully here. Mm. I believe he has um, some... Involvement. I don't know what that involvement is. He may just be friendly with them all, mm -hmm. with Everton. I think he's in that orbit somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, whether he's active, whether he's spiritually supportive, whether he buys them all hamburgers on Sundays, there, I just think there is there's a a swimming involvement. But his heart was in Arsenal, so he's going to feel a little bit injured. I mean, he, mm. he, he made a billion pound offer. Do you think he just from gave his own, up from his end? own personal worth, wealth? He put, mm. made a billion pound offer. And it got rejected, and it got rejected publicly, and with a you know, two fingers, one finger, two fingers up, up in the air. Yeah. So I think he got he got hanged off for sure. And yeah. I, you know, he might be an injured warrior. I think he's too big a person to to do that personally because he's you know, he's, he operates. Because I know a lot, I know a lot of the scaremongering amongst Arsenal fans. What I've heard the last few days is their biggest worry now is for Usmanov to go and take over an Everton, for example. Well, I mean, let's, let's look at that for a second. Everton have, have now got to move. Mm. It's going to cost them, and I, I know this because I'm quite close to them, it's going to cost them circa half a billion pounds. So wow. they're going to be in the Tottenham mm. type of financial yeah. padlock for a, for a wee while, which is why I'm, I mean, I, you know, I like Bill, and I like the people at Everton very much. And I'm pleased that they've done their business, and I hope that they I hope that they do well because this may be the last spend they're going to do for a while. But you know, yes, the, you're absolutely right. Mm. He could turn up anywhere, and I think Everton is a logical place because he's yeah. friendly you, do, do you, with Farhad and Mashiri. Yeah, do you look on it, John Wright, and say to yourself, you mentioned West Ham there? So West Ham, like you said, nearly 100 million pounds. Now, West Ham are bought in a new manager, and they back that manager. Yeah. And I look at Arsenal. Mm. It's been a good window in the, you know, I've been pleased that we've done our business early. I've been pleased that the players we've bought are for the positions that we needed. So they're not the most glamorous of signings, but we needed unglamorous signings anyway. Mm. But do you think, though, for a new manager that's come in, that we, you know, at Arsenal, the, the, the hierarchy at Arsenal, have properly backed him? When you look at a club like West Ham, they are not as big as Arsenal. The, and a new manager in Pellegrini has been backed with, you know, a hundred million pounds worth of investment on players. We discussed this briefly last night when when we were together, and there's actually no real argument from a fan's point of view. Let me wear my fan's hat. Yeah, why didn't they spend the money? I agree. He could, he can afford it. 
he, chucking a couple of hundred million pound is not going to break the Cronky family. I mean, his his wife is the Bulbuck family. You know, they are they got more more money than Jesus. Um, so <laughs> I think I think that that's that's that is a definite full stop end of that sentence. The other part of that is we've got a new manager. Potentially, we've got a chief executive leaving. We might have, and we talked about this last night, we might have the owner's son coming into to a pivotal manager, management role, guiding the club forward. Here's a bit of money. Go tidy it up. Let's get some players out. Let's get a few in. Let's see how the management fits. Let's see how it all works. And then we'll review it in six months' time. Um, Is that aiming to win the league? Though? No, well, it's, it's going back to the old George Graham way of doing things, in, in a way. You don't have to buy the big stars. And we just talked about Pogba. That hasn't worked. So sometimes, I agree. sometimes that works. I, I think with Arsenal, when I've looked at it, and I've said this a few times, sort of online, I, I kind of feel as well. Like I think a lot of the problems, and I don't mean it disrespectfully, I think some of the players you've got are really good. But I think under Wenger, I think the whole thing was falling apart. And I think it's also right to give individuals. Uh, Granite Jack is a, a perfect example. We spoke about Awobi earlier. Give them time under this new manager rather than just overhaul, like overhauling straight away and, and bringing in too many and getting rid of too many I think you brought in some really good players I think there's uh, Torreira is a great young signing that you brought in that's but I think the best signing so in my opinion I, I, I think it's phenomenal of this window. it is and he's a great player and it's cheap they got it, oh, it, it's, it's cheap for how good I think that, that young man is and is going to be but I think it's also right to give the new manager comes in and he's I'm not he wouldn't use these exact words but you're all going to get an opportunity under me. There's almost instant buying. What When I've seen a lot of new managers come into other big clubs, and I think United are a great parallel because Fergie was there so long. There was always big ins and big big outs of players. And I think that overhaul, it made certain players nervous. I think that you suddenly have a brand new squad that needs to gel. And I think you've added some really good quality and experience into a very talented squad already. And you've just got that new manager that's going to but uplift everybody anyway. I agree, but what, what I'm, I'm saying is, those are the, the good signings, but like say, let's look for instance, uh, say Socrates, mm-hmm. right? Good signing. It's a good signing. We needed a centre back, but if you're really backing your manager, and you really gave him the right amount of funds, that manager might say, "Well, I'm not going to go for Socrates. I'm going to go for Koulibaly. I'm going to go for like one of the top centre backs around at the moment, because I know that's been a problem area." But he's he's had to fix that with what he's got. Hence, why he's bought. I think Socrates. that's probably the best example of him not doing the right thing because that is a problem position for us. Has been mm. for how many years now? Three, four years at least. Yeah, <laughs> longer, and maybe longer. Yeah. Since Sol Campbell but, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. no, I think that's a very good example as it mm. happens. I, I still maintain that, um, and also don't forget there are things within the setup which have to gel. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted that England did well, and I'm absolutely delighted of the team. And I love Gareth; he's an old mate of mine. And I think for everything, everything, everything. Tactically, in some respects, we were a bit naive at the World Cup, mm-hmm. and a bit we were a bit. Uh, there is a point to this, by the way. <laughs> there, there, we were a bit flat. You know, yeah. when Croatia changed it and went three up front and four across the middle, we didn't have the tactical knowledge—not knowledge—the tactical adeptness if that's the right word in our backroom team to 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 change it again yeah arsenal have had that same problem arson was a great tactician in, in the 90s as it rode into the 2000s he became mm. less relevant tactically because the young guns the new management team made him look a bit like terry venables in 
of old. Yeah. And he never really changed. And when he did change, mm. he'd, he'd go three at the back suddenly. And people went, well, why that, how, how did that happen? You know, and he'd play that for four games, then he'd go back again. So it was mm. it was a bit of like reaching for... Reaching yeah. Out. So I think the new management team have got to look at the tacticians that they've got in there. I, I mean, Alex Ferguson wasn't a great tactician. He just hired good people around him. Yeah. So our guy's got to do the same thing. He's got to get the players in the place he wants. He's got to get a unit. He's got to get the management. And he's got to get the tacticians to work yeah. with those players. It, it's true. And that takes it, time. Funny, yeah. I love the way that John puts it across because it's so different. Our thought process is the same. But the way we deliver it is completely the opposite. Yeah, it's called. It's called and education. You, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know what? and the thing is, it's because, you know what? Robbie doesn't disagree. Well, as soon as I say it, <laughs> no, I'm not having it. No, well, what, have you said, you, what have you said like that? Actually, Pretty we, much the same. Just me, what me, I say it in, in my own No, hold way. on. Actually, me and you had an See argument I mean? the other day. Here, here we go. We had an <laughs> argument. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> <always> <laughs> argument. <laughs> you make much better TV than I do, though. We had, we, we had an argument the other day in Singapore because you and Troops... Which one? <laughs> this is, I'll get to tell you about this one. You and Troops are saying to me how wonderful a window has been. And I was saying to you guys at the time that you were accusing me of being negative. No, I was saying, I, was. Right, I was saying that it's been a decent window. I like the fact that we've done things early. I like the fact that we filled certain positions. But for me, and I'm just going on my opinion, mm. I just felt that new manager, give him a bit more funds to go and do some damage mm. if your aim is to win the league. If your aim is just to stabilize things as john sort of saying well that's fair enough but that, that's what but I if your if your aim is to win if your aim is right go and build a team to win the league then we haven't done that yeah, in this I, I know but what my argument to you has always been is that after 22 years of arsene wenger and with so many changes not just the manager are you talking backroom staff from physios to goalkeeping coaches um conditioning coaches you name it because there's so much we're never going to go boom let's we're ready to challenge man city we're going to go and win the league challenge the league not, not win the league not challenge even, even I, I even said top four for me would be a great season would be and, and have a really good cup run because i think that you look at what happened to manchester united in mm. the first year after sir alex ferguson if you get it wrong it could implode and top, i just i just four. feel that we've done enough yeah. Well, fair enough, we fair need. enough. If that's, I, if we're the, just only thing, aiming... the only thing that I've said, I feel a little underwhelmed because that selfish side of me wants that one big name that gets you. Yeah. You know, like when January come around and we got a Bamiyang, and you remember when we signed Urzel and we we're all in the streets dancing and. Yeah, you, know, you you always but be careful of that because United you felt that with Di Maria and Falcao. No, I understand that. I understand well, well, that, but it doesn't matter. I'm quite happy with Pogba. You still, you still. Yeah, you Love him. You know, if Gareth, if Gareth Bale, if Manchester True. United went and bought Gareth Bale in the last hour or so of the window and bought him, Manchester United fans would be going mad. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And that, I, I get and you that. Would, Manchester United fans right now are going totally mad about the window and you haven't got here, there or everywhere. Most Man United fans would forget about all that if you went and bought in a Gareth Bale, for example. No, because no, I, it would just... I get that. It's that excitement. It's, that's what you like as a fan and that. So is it like... You don't fall in love with that girl who's got the most beautiful body <laughs> and the most beautiful sensual voice that every other guy wants to be with. Do you fall in love with somebody who's actually reasonably attractive and going to be loyal and faithful? There you go. Is it that sort of thing? Or have I yeah. got it wrong? No, it is kind of like that. It, <laughs> it, you know, everyone likes the excitement and stuff. But I get, I day, get that. I, I'm just, I'm happy we, we've addressed key areas. Like John said, Torreira for me is just a position that we've needed for a long time. Cool. 
few updates here. Fulham are closing in on a loan signing of Timothy Fosu Mensa from Manchester United. That is going to trigger people at Old Trafford. I know That's, it is. He's, a good, he's decent. He is. He is. Here's another. Here's an, an interesting one you boys will like. Um, unless they get someone in in the next eight minutes. Uh, Spurs are about to become the first club to make no signings in the summer transfer window since it was first introduced in 2003. Wow. Which is, wow. which is madness. It's a stadium, isn't it? We have a super chat here. Yeah, it is a stadium. Yeah. We have a super chat here on Arsenal Fan TV that says, I used to make fun of my best friend for supporting Chelsea, but honestly, I envy him since Arsenal's owners are always penny-pinching and Stan uh, charges millions in uh, consultation services and fees. By the way, the Chelsea deal, uh, I can't even begin to pronounce it. We call him Kappa, is his first name. Yeah, yeah, Kappa. Kappa Keeper. Keeper, Kappa, Kippa. I can't even call that. Let's call him Kebab. Yeah. Kebab at Chelsea is 23, and they've given him a seven-year deal. Seven-year deal. Now, that, I think, is good business by Chelsea. They've secured an asset worth 70-odd million on their balance sheet, which will degrade up for, for a short while and then, then come back up again. Yeah. But, and and especially if he plays well. Um, and they've done that for seven years. I think it's a really good deal. Can yeah. I just ask a question? I just noticed a question here. Someone's actually asked the question for you. And they said, do you know anything about the Fekir deal and what happened there with the whole Liverpool move? No, I don't. And I should do because I, I asked myself the question and I, I looked at it the other day and I thought, I must... must try and dig around about that and I didn't so mm. I, I apologise I can't but I, yeah. I, I can find out um, it's a weird one because it, literally the reports are some say Liverpool pulled out purely because of his knee that just seems weird to me like as the only reason considering mm. he played at the World Cup and then you get the sort of Leon side of it where they were like no they tried driving the price down at the last mm. minute and I'll, 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 I will find I out I bet it's somewhere yeah. in the middle we'll, we'll find out we'll, we'll find out we'll get an exclusive yeah. Yeah. that Leon chairman is hard to deal with oh yeah oh, we had to deal with him for Lacazette he's like the French Daniel Levy yeah he drives hard he doesn't mess about you know but I just feel I don't think really much is going to happen in the last five minutes or so is there it doesn't seem to be yeah, well, I'll I'll just say, this one just gonna wrap this one up. Oh, like I don't that. know. This one just came in from Atif Chowdhury. It says breaking news Arsenal fan TV TV have released DT. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, That's good. funny. Funny. Comedian. <laughs> that, that, don't, don't you think we should have done something though? One do you know the do you know the one that's baffling me, DT, yeah? We've let Callum Chambers go out yeah. on loan. Yeah, I, don't, that, I that agree is with you. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that is the only thing that's bad. And we're not signing another centimetre. Yeah. To me, now, now, remember, of all this of... has happened after we were in Singapore. So you can't blame me for what I said back there. <laughs> Callum Chambers hadn't gone. And what does surprise me is, because obviously we were at all the pre-season games in Ireland and Sweden and whatnot. Yeah. And he impressed me. He played well. And towards, well. The, end and towards the end of the season, season, he impressed me. And if anything, I thought Mavropanos... Or, or Rob Holding, or Rob Holding would yeah. be the one that actually gets. And if you've got Chambers and you put an experienced guy next to him, he plays well. Yeah. Right. And I'm really. I am baffled because really Maverick Panos never got a lot of game time. No. And and I actually started to look at that as well. And I remember there was um, the second game against PSG. He never played in that game, and I was right next to the tunnel. And when Maverick Panos came off, he had his shirt in his hand and he just threw it to someone in the crowd. But it was the way he just kind of went off, as if to say like. You know, like a bit peed off that he never got any game time. And I thought maybe Emery's looked at them all in training and thought, nah, he's not quite ready yet. He's not Premier League ready. I'm going to send him out on loan. So to hear that was kind of like... It's baffling. I mean, John, I don't know you, you, if you know it, if you can 
What do you think of that? Oh, it's baffling to me. Why? I, I agree with. Why? I agree with you. I agree with you both. Actually, I think that that was the one that I found puzzling. I can only think it's something in, internal. Something must have happened because there's no reason for him to go. Maybe he didn't train well. Didn't fit well. He didn't. It just maybe something just wasn't right. The, the pieces of the jigsaw didn't quite come together in Emery's head for him. I just don't know. It's mm. a strange one, yeah, especially to strange. go out on. on and, the and this guy here. So well, have they got options? I didn't see the deal. Has he got options to, to call him back? Yeah, I believe it's only literally for the year and Callum season, Chambers himself. Season. Yeah, but has he, got, has, he, has he got option to call him back? I don't in, think so. I think it's a season long. No, I think it's a season long. That's a strange one. Yeah. Um, th this one, it says five minutes left and still no contract for Ramsey. Yeah. What's happening that, with that as that, well? That's a bit of a worry because, again, someone can come and take him off us. In January, they can talk to him without any rules. In yeah. Six months left. Again, yeah. we yeah. Get, this is another one of these situations again. I know, and it's annoying. It's because I think Ramsey's the last of that that breed like that it doesn't have to happen from the back. window so maybe there's a conversation going on it's it, it, his agents are base mm -hmm. i believe so i there are rumors that it's uh, close to being done yeah i i wouldn't, for about a wouldn't month. i know i wouldn't be maybe they've they've got so far down the line they said just leave it to the end of the window barcelona afterwards. sorry to jump in barcelona have announced they've reached an agreement with everton for the transfer of yeri mina it's going to be 30 million euros oh. with one and a half million euros add-on that's a big, that's a serious signing for them. See, why weren't why, why we going uh, for him? I, I, I would have went for him as well. well. I saw him in the World Cup. I was do, really... do you know what I would say? But it, it plays to what I just said before. Everton need to do this because they're now fundraising to, to get their stadium in, in place yep. either through the guys we've talked about or through the banks or whatever it is. This will be it for Everton for a while now. They're going into a half a billion pound spend in a second. Yeah. Moving, moving it out of Goodison. Mm. So this that's a good statement there. I think Everton, Everton and West Ham for me Ooh. have had a great window. West Florentina's Carlos uh, Sanchez has passed the medical and agreed terms to move to West Ham. That's just gone through. Um, he used to be a, he used to be a Villa, didn't he? Is, it, is that the yeah, guy? Yeah, is, it, same, is, that, is that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Because they've got the whole Mendes stable behind them. Yeah. And that's Who's that? Wolves. I think they've had a decent window. I think Wolves yeah. have had a decent window. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just that sense of underwhelm. Like, and that, no, I get that. I completely get that. I'm only trying to think of reasons why. When I said what yeah. I said just just now, I, reasons why he wouldn't do that now. What a window for West Ham has been though. After they've got see Sanchez coming in now, they have bought in Pellegrini, Premier League winning coach, and then it's Lucas Perez from yourselves, Jack Wilshere, Felipe Anderson, Diop, Yarmolenko, Ryan Fredericks from Fulham for free, Fabianski. Um, that's just uh, self-preservation. They were under. They had. They had mm. physical threats against them. Well, I don't oh. think just just self-preservation, by the way. But it's yeah. just part of it. Is that they. I mean, I I know David Sullivan really well, and David Gold, and also Karen, in fact, and and they were really up against personally up against mm. it. Uh, it got very physical, very potentially violent for them, as you know. At one point, they were escorted out at their own ground. Yeah. So you know, this was a big statement. He's put a lot of his own money in, into this, by the way. I think. So, do you know what? It's, it's weird. I think when I spoke own lot, money, his own money, a lot of his own yeah, money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, oh no! I have to sell a lot of toys for that. Pochettino has confirmed that nobody's coming in, and he says that they compete with they can compete with what they got. I have to say one thing in in their favour. I'll swallow hard before I say it. I mean, they did their business before the World Cup by signing those two. Poch mm. re-signing Poch and Harry. Yeah, that just was, before the World Cup. What what what, what happens? Harry Kane. Well. Delhi, I think Delhi did Delhi get a new deal as well. I remember the Kane one going for a ball. Well, somebody, somebody else got in. It's a funny. Sky saying that. Um, no, they they re-signed um, um, 
Son as well, didn't Son, they? Yeah. That's right. um, yeah. Sky that's a weird one. David Espina has agreed personal terms with Besiktas. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we read that one out earlier. Looks like you're off, mate. See you soon. <laughs> See you soon, David. <laughs> there we go. It's it's one it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's got that thing with Spurs as well. It's just, it's just about certain players stepping up, isn't it? He does look like him. You really do look like him. <laughs> it's about players stepping up, though. We mentioned it with Arsenal. Some of the guys that, that might step things up going into next season. You've got Spurs are in that situation. You know, if if Harry Kane continue scoring like he has done and improving if you get great seasons again from Son and Deli Alley that the boys in Harry Winks is coming back maybe new signings aren't as pivotal uh, well as my ar my are. arguments this is depends what you what do you want to achieve do you want to achieve if if you and I've argued this about Arsenal over the years if you finish third and then you don't go out and buy anyone then you're looking to finish third or less I, the I, next time. Yeah, you're not, I, I see that. Yeah, I see how that. can how can you look to better that if you've not I, really I, I, bought I totally no one else in and everybody else around you's improving? You Just know what to... I'd love to have done if I was Real Madrid, I'd love to have had a go at, a week ago, ten days ago, offering Daniel two hundred million for Harry Kane because two hundred million against the nine hundred yeah. million. Oh, actually, some of that's their money, so probably yeah. half a billion is out there. On a, that, to pay that down 200 million would have been so tempting and really would have tested no, I agree. Result. just let everyone know I'm sure you're all watching at home and you all know this already the window has now officially closed it is done there may be there's, there's always a few that straggle over the line for the next hour or so um, interestingly I know a lot of fans talk about football agents money etc I was watching the interview with yourselves yesterday um, uh, John you were talking very much about a new sort of football um, agency offering that kind of allows fans to have a piece of the sort of player trading um, sort of action. Could you tell us a little bit about that and what, what that's all about so the viewers can hear? Yeah, sure. It was, um, it actually came out of my, uh, when I, uh, when I wrote the book, The Deal, the publishers put me out on like a road show and we went to did speeches and various other things and a lot of universities. And I think it was Oxford University. Um, a few of the guys afterwards were signing books and, and they said, oh, we'd like to be a, the students said, "We'd like to be, like, like to be a football agent. How do we do it?" And yeah, yeah okay. Well, this is what you do, and, and whatever. And, and but they were really intelligent. Not not that others weren't, but they were particularly in, intelligent. And we adjourned to the bar afterwards, and they said, "Look, we, we we're going to do this. We're going to form our own football agency." And I went, "Look, here's my card. If you want some help, let me know." And they came back to me some weeks, months later, and said, "We've done it. We're on CrowdCube. We've raised half our money." Um, we actually know what we want to do we've got people we want to sign we now need some help on putting the, the actual agency together and, oh, and, the, and the point of the story is <laughs> um, no and, and so uh, they asked me to become chairman which i did and so now we've got we've put like a whole um uh, a whole guard around them you know marketing people um, football management people lifestyle management people and so for the first time football fans who have previously been able to buy parts of football clubs they've been able to buy part of the or be involved with the merchandising and the and, and the ticketing and the, and the workings of their club and now stepping on the last bit of turf available in the game to become football agents so it's for me i just think it was quite it was quite a cute thought when i began it it actually progressed into something really serious and it'd be It'll be really fun, and we'd laughed about this last night, mm. didn't we? We said, you know, those fans that go, oh, he's on 200 grand a week. Now, some of them will be able to say, they're on 200 grand a week, and I did that, and I'm on 15 grand a week of that. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, that's, that's the... That's, um, 
It's an interesting one. We have got um, link has been put into the description below. So if anyone is interested in looking at it, it's called the Fans Agency. Yes. Is that right? So go and go and check it out. I'm I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'm I'm gonna invest some money into it. Um, I legit I've got a bit of money that I want to invest into something, and this seems I work. Yeah, not a lot, not a lot. But what about you, Don Robbie? <laughs> what about you? Oh, I'm going to invest in it. So I, heard, I, I heard a rumor that BT's going to be MD. Yeah. MD. <laughs> Can you, yeah, it's share price to do this. Do. <laughs> uh, what, what it is, is just anyone messes about, I uh, get a slap. The, the the enforcer the enforcer yeah i heard robbie's actually funding brexit that's what i heard they're backing it financially in case it all drops no, the treasury have reached not, out not brexit breakfast that's what we heard there well, they're the rumors minister for breakfast <laughs> there, go for it hang on oh wow everton another break bit of breaking news everton well barcelona have announced that everton have reached an agreement uh, for the transfer of andre gomez as well so they've wow. two barcelona players andre today. gomez also will link with him heavily yeah. well gomez is one of those mm. weird players isn't he where like it's like a couple of years ago it was hot hot property after yeah. the 2016 euros and then it kind of yeah. it went to barca it didn't quite work for him there um wow. but uh, excellent They've made some good signings. I, I mean, the thing is, though, you can make yeah. They did it last year, didn't they? Yeah. They made a load of signings. I mean, where's Gilfie Sigurdsson playing now, though? Now that they signed Andre Gomez. What happens with him? You know, they just seem to be... It's a load of signings, but do those signings make sense? I don't know. I don't know. But it's exciting. I, I was with the guys from Toffee TV earlier. And they're yeah. so excited, man. You know, about the... And they're even more excited that they might get Usman off. So, you know, it's happy yeah, days for... Uh, so, happy days at the moment you're saying yeah so it's, it, it, it's got to work and that that spend has got to last them for a while because i don't think yeah. you'll be seeing that again for the next two or three years john you mentioned the loan system will now sort of yeah. come into play and um, how how will that work now for the british clubs trying to bring him bring him can they loan from each yeah, other they or can is it loan from, from each other they can loan from europe that, that it's, it is the loan window it's just not a they can't so, can't buy. so do you think the likes of say Spurs, Man United, who have been kind of heavily criticised, do you, you think? Want, that, yeah, I, sorry, I, I, I jumped in. I thought you were going to say something, but go on. No, uh, no. Do, do, you, do you think now they might focus on trying to bring in sort of loans with um, rights to buy at the end of the season type yeah, thing? I well, think that could still happen. So I think look, what what has happened really is what normally happens is, as you say, the prices come come down towards the end of the window that hasn't happened this year the prices are very high out, out there to the english clubs so now they'll, they'll they'll play the loan window i think it'll be very active the next three weeks in the loan arena very active wow so even players that would not normally go out on loan they'll be bought they'll be, they, yeah they will do the way around they'll get around the system is by loaning for the year with the obligation to buy well, it's how PSG could afford Neymar and Mbappe in the same window. They, they didn't have to pay for Mbappe until this summer. Well, it actually configures differently under FFP as well. So it's, it's uh, it makes life a bit easier. Wow. Mm. There you go. So everyone panicking. There is still the opportunity for these sides to, yeah, to bring in. Absolutely. Uh, literally, I, I've said this. Dembele on loan. Dembele on loan. It's happening. So what, so what uh, in terms of you, Robbie... Do you still carry on with Transfer Daily for another three weeks? No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Trying the window shut. So we could do loan daily. Yeah, <laughs> loan daily. Loan daily. There you now, go. I mean, well, listen, we'll still do updates. Idea we'll still do. We'll still do updates, but the, essentially the window's closed, isn't it? So, um, if a loan deal comes, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm still sitting there just baffled about this situation of centre back pissed off wow no i'm i'm happy with the signings i'm just the centre back thing 
It is battered. We sent Callum Chambers, Chambers on loan, and then I, we haven't and brought and in another. I, 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 I actually don't. I'm yeah. surprised. I don't, I'm, I'm. I don't think you're wrong. I have Fulham have just made a massive signing. So they've spent thirty million pound on the Marseille midfielder. I'm gonna try and pronounce this: Andre Frank Zambo Agusa or someone like this. Thirty million pounds that Fulham have just spent on him. They, how much money have they spent? They've, Fulham, let's have a little look. They've spent nearly. Is it tricky, though? Going up to us, two hundred million pounds. Fulham yeah. and West Ham have spent more than us. Well, Fulham, West Ham, West Ham have spent 89 million as it stands right now. Um, let's just have a little look and see what Fulham have spent. And they've already got a really good squad as well. That's the thing with Fulham. Like, a decent squad. And I mean, keeping the likes of Sessegnon. Do you know what? I think it's the best thing him, his agents, Sessing, his family have done. Yeah, yeah. Kept kept hold of him because I was worried he'd end up being like a Luke Shaw or sort of Renato Sanchez. Moving too young from a team he's playing in, that he's comfortable in. Yeah. and not Even if he just moves... 50 miles north that can just throw a kid sometimes I think mm. but it, 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 as you said it's a good move it's a wise move lets him play into the Premier League yeah. under without so much pressure on him if he'd gone mm. for big money now then, mm. yeah. Yeah, if you yeah, include this pressure. signing with Fulham 30 million it takes them to 100 million pounds have spent yeah. 100 million that's, um, that's Fulham that's why you there. do have to sit there and kind of go and they've got a billionaire owner and he's backing it that's what I mean cool, but he's it's... borrowing the money to buy Wembley it's not his money yeah, but he's well, backing. But what he's doing he's, at Fulham, he's backing his football. Club. And he's backing his football yeah. club, and, yeah. and that. And yeah. this is a, uh, this is where the criticism comes out for the Cronkies. Mm -hmm. In that, you know, do they back the man? That's my uh, argument okay. on this. I think you have to. Have wait, you really? Yeah, I think we do have to the wait. New guys. Guys. You gotta, you gotta wait this, till Christmas and yeah, beyond. I had this conversation that's... earlier. We had it with a caller earlier on, and what I said I feel that we need to back. And I said because we need to wait because over the last year for example you look at the names that we bought in we have bought big players in we have bought signings in we have made a lot of changes Arsene Wenger's gone Hold all on. the backroom staff's gone the medical staff's gone the training grounds got bigger the facilities are more so there's a hell of a lot what that's big sign the big signing of Aubameyang who else Lacazette 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 so they're, Lacazette they're... was the previous season no 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 gentlemen Lacazette we're going to pick this up in a minute Aubameyang was in January gentlemen so we've got to say goodbye to John who's a prior engagement I believe thank you very much for coming on as always always a pleasure thank to talk to you it's nice to have some debonair intelligence on the show <laughs> Show just went downhill, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Show just hit rock the rock bottom. The average IQ now that you're leaving is at about 62. It's just gone. It's only a joke. It's only a joke. But now me and Robbie can have it out with each other. Yeah, yeah and I can get out the way now. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Let's, thank you very not, much. Not a problem at all. Cheers, John. Yeah, by the way, the link is in the description for the, uh, the fan agency. The so make sure you go and check that out. Me versus um, Robbie. I'm doing it, so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Go check it out. Have a little butcher's hook right. uh, and see if you fancy getting involved. So and we're bringing Dave back. We're bringing Dave. I remember the name. I remember the name. I'm so happy. Remember, you. we're going to do some calls, actually. Try and split me and Robbie up. Wait, do you know what I feel like with this? Robbie, does this bring back memories to you? What's that? One sniff, two sniff, three sniff. Could you give us a little rendition of that, Robbie? Come on, Robbie. Give us a little rendition. Give us a rendition. Come on. Go on, mate. Go on. Give us a sing song. I'm retired. Two sniffs. Three sniffs. Listen, all I want to know about now, right, is how we're going to the centre back. No, no, I'm still there's upset no centre back. I want to know about sniffing the where? pole. Come on, <laughs> right? yeah, I'm not going to stop until you give us a reason. Don't, 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 don't everyone, ask me that. Everyone is looking through that camera from home. There's don't loads of people, and listen, they're dying the to hear it. The tune was called "Don't Sniff the Coke." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so we're, saying. you're saying you want to know about sniffing the coke? Don't ask me that. Yeah, exactly. So Robbie is an anti-drug message. I'm a seriously anti-drug message. All right, let's talk football, man. Let's talk football.
I've got three goonies in front of me. This is great. Um, I don't know if you watched. Did you see Call and We did a big thing with Call and Tire. Yeah. A, a sort of a big preview to start the season. And I'd love your, your perspective on this, Robbie. I really, really would. In terms of time for this new manager. Because, you know, Arsenal Fan TV, for me, was was an amazing outlet for fans during, you know, the, the turmoil with Wenger. You had some fully behind him. You had others that were vehemently against him. And then you did have lots in the middle as well that were very neutral. Mm. From your point of view, how much time do you think the new manager needs to be given at Arsenal until he's judged to that nth degree of it's being a, a, a failure or he's, or he's done well? Mm. How, he, how... Needs, he needs, I mean, the reality of it is he needs a couple of seasons. You know, you can't, you know, judge a manager, I think, before that. But whether he'll get that or not, you know, with modern day football and how it is, I don't think he'll get that. But you really need a couple of seasons. And funny enough, uh, I was with some earlier on, I was doing some another show and I was with some um, fans from... <laughs> I didn't mention Sky Sports, you mentioned it. But I was with some fans um, from Tottenham I was with some fans from Liverpool and as I was saying to them, I was going, your managers, even though you're saying how great they are, none of them have won anything yet. And particularly I was saying to the Liverpool fans, I got Klopp's under a lot of pressure Huge. this season because of what he's spent now and what he's brought in. The expectation now is for him to win the league. So, you know, if Klopp's been at Liverpool three years, he hasn't won the league. If Pochettino's been at Tottenham now three years he hasn't won a trophy neither of those two have won a trophy I think it'd be unfair of us to look at Unai Emery and say that he should win a should immediately win a trophy you know um, for me the expectation for him this year should be to try and get back into the top four try and yep. get Arsenal back into um, Champions League football that should be step number one um, and nothing else yep. if, he, if he gets anything else on top of that it's a bonus, bonus yeah but whether it will go down like that, you know, I, I think the most interesting thing for me is going to be how fans react to his style of football because Arsene Wenger had a particular way of playing football. It was very entertaining. Whether you know, I know we sometimes we got you know had, the Arsene Wenger. So you don't think Wenger's style of football is entertaining? The last couple of years, La last shit. last season, it was boring. It was no, hold, hold on, it was crap. Bro. But he's got a particular way. It's positive football. Is is how he's. It wasn't like last year. It was you know we did we played badly, but he's always about being positive. Yeah, Unai Emery from what you know I've seen of him in the past he has different stars it's you know he will tactically set up different we could see a difference against Man City he, he may not go toe to toe he may say to Man City we're just going to sit in and try and counter attack you good so we we might not concede six then we may not but what I'm saying we're going to have to get used to that uh, style yeah. and, and what if that doesn't come off so yeah, these, these 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 yeah, are the things I'd you know rather, I'd rather the, play George Graham style these are the things yeah but George, George Graham we were winning so I'm just saying we're going to have to be patient it, it, with this guy I, I think I think you're right I think it's this going into the season you've got the Arsenal side of things your style of play what's that going to look like You've 22 got... years we've been used to that style. Exactly. And it's going to take some of the players, it's going to take them a bit of time yeah. to, to, mm -hmm. to change. And the interesting thing is, why well, I think it's important to stick with a manager, especially if you're changing styles. And I think if you've got a club ethos and set up like 
Bayern Munich have. Barcelona are the best example where the coaches come in to coach a certain style of football. They have nothing to do with transfers. They don't they don't touch the youth mm. academy. They don't touch the scouting networks. It's fine. When you're at a club like Arsenal, the way Man United is set up, I think the most dangerous thing you can do is have a conveyor belt of managers because if I look at my club, and I think it's a great parallel as we mentioned a few times because of the long-standing life we had with Wenger and Fergie respectively, you, you, you're in a situation whereby... United players, the, the coaching staff, the scouts, the youngsters, in a five-year period, have had four managers with different styles, different tactics. They want the scouts to go out and look at different types of players. For me, you're not creating any type of consistency that's going to be conducive with, mm. with, with, with becoming overly successful. If you want to build a model like Chelsea's, where you have a director of football, and again, the managers only coach that first mm. team, then I think you need to set that up from the start. And well, also, I, think, I think Arsenal's new setup is like that now. It's like Chelsea's, well, where... Unai Emery is the coach. He's been brought in as a coach. All, you know, Miss Lintat and Sonelli have brought these players. Well, then, Hasn't really... The, okay. the only really... The only sort of player really that Unai Emery was looking to purchase, which would have been his buy, would have been if we would have got in Zonzi. But all yeah. the other guys, all those other players, those have Some, been like a Sonelli... So do you think Arsenal been, will dictate the style then? Will they say to him that it needs to, it needs well, to be entertaining? Although, you I do think, need to adjust... Depending on who you're playing, I think it's very, very. I, I, I don't. Mm. The one thing I dis, dislike about Pop's, uh, uh, Pep style, or sometimes Klopp style, is that they just they play the same way against everybody. Mm. And it and, and you know what, you can come unstuck in certain big games. Like you know, if, mm. if, if if City were a little more defensive away at Anfield in the first leg of the Champions League, yeah. they may not have been knocked out. But it's that whole I play one way, one way only. Mm. Would you like to see Emre sort of play a t- attacking, expansive football against ninety five percent? But maybe against two or three teams that you know are better than you right now, let's be more reserved than counter. I think definitely. I think definitely we want to see a change in tactics. And I think we're going to see that. Um, em- when Emery came in, one of the things um, that Gazidis was saying was that they want to kind of continue on, you know, the sort of flair type style of football that Arsenal played in the past. They want to continue on bringing in youngsters and stuff like that. But I think uh, definitely he's a different style of manager than Arsene Wenger. He's not always going to be attacking. Um, and like DT said, you know, that could be a good thing for Arsenal because, you know, we've seen so many games where we play the City and they're way better than us and we try and go toe-to-toe and we end up getting hammered. So mm. it's needed, but I'm just saying a fan's going to be, you know, this is going to be part of that process yeah. of, you know, getting used to a new style because it's going to be different. And... If for 22 years you've been going and you've been watching attacking football if you maybe go and watch three four games in a row and we're part the bus you know you're gonna have to be used to that because their manager might look at it and say well first two games we got man city at home chelsea away i'm parking a bus in those two games hey, do you know what? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I do not think that's the wrong way of doing it we're gonna jump in some calls now uh, Javon's going to put them through to us, see what some of the fans out there have Can got to say. Well, if we win our opening two games, we're going to win the league. <laughs> you sound like Ty. Ty. <laughs> Hello. D. Ty. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? It's John. Hello, John. Who do you support, mate? Uh, Arsenal. Lovely, mate. What, what's on your mind? What do you want to say? Um, I just want to talk about, you know, this Cronkay, um you know, but the whole of Arsenal. I, I just think that um, it just feels like that he's only in it for the money, and that, that, that they might just become a mid-table team, and 
with all the TV rights and all the money available that he's there to pull the money out, you know. What do you make of that, Robbie? I know about mid-table, you know what I mean? I mean, we've still got some really, really good players at Arsenal. Remember, in our squad at the moment, we've got Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozil, you know, Ramsey. These are top players. However, you know, I, I in, in agreement with, with that gentleman when he says, you know, I want to see my clubs, you know, I want to see Kroenke put his money where his mouth is. Mm. You know, when he signed Aubameyang, that was positive. That's a very positive, you know, because he's a top quality player. But I want to see one time when, say, a player's av- a player becomes available that quite a few clubs are after yeah. that we're in the mix to get and we pull it off. Yeah. I've not seen that since Kroenke's been here, really. We, we, we get signings done sometimes. A lot of them, we're fortunate. The Lacazette thing, he was going to Atletico Madrid, remember? Mm. And they had the transfer ban and we... You kind and of it's just slipping there, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I want to see like one time when one of those big names are going where we bid, and it's and you we that push the... our chest yeah, yeah, out, yeah, and we course. say, "Yeah, we're Arsenal. We want him, and we get him." When was the last time we saw that? Well, you've seen Liverpool do it. This, this with Ellison as an example, yeah, um, and, and then yeah. one player's like, absolutely. Jay, more calls, please, young man. Let's keep these coming through. Let's keep these cracking. Number is below if you want to give us a call. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Live. What's your name? Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. What's your name, buddy? Uh, my name is Isu. I'm calling from Canada. From Canada, great. Who do you, who do you support? I'm an Arsenal fan. Good, good. What, what's, what's in your mind? What do you want to say? Well, I want to talk about the transfer. Go for it. And I'm a bit optimistic about the season. Just, you know, step up and make it to top four. And as far as the transfers that we have had, still need some world-class, someone with pace, a defender. Okay. And the deal with, and the deal with Dembele, I'm not really sure if we need a player like him. I'm more concerned about the back four. Absolutely. Really appreciate that call, mate. Thank you. I mean, Robbie, you've already said that a centre-back or defenders with pace really, yeah, really important yeah, no, to bring and, in. Yeah, I still think, uh, I, I do think we need a player sort of like a Dembele or Liam Bailey or Wilfred Zaha. Is it a, a winger, yeah, a winger. Yeah, he's always, <laughs> I like Wilfred Zaha. I, mean, I make no secret of it yeah. because, you like him? Yeah. I like him because he's a guy that he can pick the ball up and he can run at the defences, yeah. cause them all kinds of problems. He can come in out, he can come inside, he can go outside, and he creates lots of space in the middle for a guy like Aubameyang. We kind of lack that player at the moment. Mm. We've got quick players on the wings, but we don't really get the width sometimes yeah. enough. Yeah. What, what do you think? I think uh, during pre-season as well, you found Aubameyang also trying to come up a bit wide, trying to pick mm. up the ball. Uh, you know, trying to play it between Lacazette and Aubameyang as well. So, yeah, I think a true winger would have been yeah. great for addition. It, it looks to me now that if we do play Lacazette, obviously we play Lacazette and Aubameyang, yeah. that means Aubameyang will be playing out wide. Yeah. Or, or if he goes up to the two. The top. Or maybe he'd be Welbeck out wide. I don't know. <laughs> but I would have liked to have seen us bring in a natural winger. Yeah. Especially on the left-hand side. We haven't had that for, mm. gosh, how many years now? Oh. That wide left player. Perez, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, was, he never really got a chance. Time ago. He never really got a chance in, did he? He was, he was a Perez. He was a kind of a. I, I oh, you're about Lucas Perez. I thought you meant no, Robert no, Perez. Oh, he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he got a great. He got a great chance. He got a great chance. He got a great chance. He really, really did. 
just a, a list of some of the Jesus. There's been a lot of deals um, done today, well, Premier League wise. Um, Huddersfield have signed Montpellier uh, right winger Isaacs uh, Benza. He has come in. We, we spoke already about. Uh, it's actually a loan. Uh, Andre Gomez is going to Everton on loan. Um, so he's loaned him. It's a good deal. Fulham's completed Sergio Rico, goalkeeper from Se Sevilla. Season long loan. Season long loan for yeah. him. Um, Fourteen oh, million pound signing. Uh, Felipe Benkovic from Dynamo is a grab mm. to Leicester. Is a centre back, young twenty one year old centre back. He's supposed to be pretty good though, right? Yeah, he's one of those names that got circulated mm. a lot. Of course, we know about the big. I mean, it's 80 million, 80, well, seventy-one million pound, eighty million euros. Uh, Chelsea signed uh, their new goalkeeper for today. It, do you find with goalkeepers now, like they're suddenly out of nowhere, they're suddenly being like their, their transfer fees mm. are huge because they, they always went relatively cheaply compared to say midfielders or strikers, but now they're up there at the same prices. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, this guy, I could understand more the Allison one because Allison's like. Highly rated Roma, yeah. number one keeper mm. for Brazil, yeah. but this guy, seventy. I mean, I be honest with you, I I didn't I hadn't heard of him until. Yeah, I mean, listen. For Spain in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, Jack Butland was out there. Mm. Surely, yeah. like a 25, 30 million could have got him done. Or don't people rate him anymore? I think he's a good keeper. It's I would have been more than record, happy to have had him at Arsenal. It's his injury record. It's Boy, not that bad, is it? I don't know. Talking to transfers just makes me tired of eating loads of pizza and not even that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that completely. I mean, there's been really good ones. I mean, we spoke about it a little bit earlier. I mean, Liverpool's transfer window has been sensational. Mm. I, I, yeah. I think most people would agree with that. Um, they still got to prove themselves. Of, of course, but yeah. look, that's that's the thing with these transfers. You know, you've got to remember, Alisson, he had one good season at Roma, but the year before that, he was understudied to Chesney. He couldn't even get in the team ahead of Chesney. Simple facts. It, the only games he played were in the Europa. Chesney played the rest of all the games. He could not dislodge Chesney at Roma. And the only reason why he got in the Roma first team is because Chesney went to to uh, Juve. Juventus, yeah. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. Let's just say that he stayed at Roma. Mm. Alisson may not have stayed there for a second season and may not have come in and done what he had to do. But no doubt in his quality, and he's got it there, Mm. But the Premier League's a different kettle of fish. He's going to get whacked around a few times. Crosses. Remember, you remember when David De Gea first joined the Premier League? Everyone thought he couldn't make it. Mm. Never do it. What's he, he worth now, then? Oh, what What's he oh, worth? He has to be look, a fax machine at away. Least, at least 100 million. <laughs> you know what I mean? His, yeah. his dream move. To, his dream move to Real Madrid was ruined by a fax machine. Yeah. He ain't going to go Real Madrid now, is he? Not no, Courtois, Courtois going there yeah. and whatnot. I think that's a great deal for so, for Courtois. How much yeah. was De, De Gea down really to be deal. sold for when he went? Oh, it was about, th about 38 million, yeah, something yeah, along yeah. those lines. But that was, again, that was huge for a goalkeeper I know, but at, at that yeah. point. Yeah. Now Real Madrid would have been set for donkey's years, oh. wouldn't they? Hey, I mean, Joe, it's great. And have the Spanish keeper. Yeah, I mean, that, for me, that was also a great... With that deal, when, when it was announced Courtois was going, I, w I actually was probably more happy with that than a lot of United signings in the last three or four years. Maybe because Barcelona They might. They, they might come for him. But I think for him, it was always... The, De Gea's, the transfer for De Gea was very weird because I always find it strange that some players seem to get away with wanting to leave a club more more than others. Maybe it's the way they handle it. He never publicly said he wanted mm. to leave. But clearly, he's, he was doing the same things behind the scenes that, that say, Pogba's doing now, as an example, or Martial's done. Or the, him, the difference or, is probably he's your best player. 
Yeah, well, this is the thing, but I, I've got an issue with that. I don't, by the way, I don't want David De Gea to get any abuse. But what frustrates me is is how some players can, like, two players can behave the same way, but, but one get all, one will get abuse and the other one will get like, oh, please don't leave, we love you type thing. And I just, for me, it's like I judge someone on their actions as opposed to the person they I are. To give you a prime example of that. Go on. Meza Urzu and Alexis Sanchez. Go on. Alexis wanted yeah. to go and the way he carried on over his contract thing everyone was like don't want him to go don't want him to go please don't leave please don't leave Meza Urzil quiet as anything never said a word I don't want to be here no more he's this he's that blah blah I actually didn't want both to go yeah let me get that straight Robbie knows my thoughts on Meza Urzil don't get me started you'll see exactly what that guy can do this year and I'm going to give mm. him one of them each finger once he proves it and Alexis, I didn't want him to go, but now he's a prick and he can go and ride his dog. <laughs> <laughs> his dogs, he's, he got an obsession with his dogs. Um, Do you know uh, why? Because as soon as he left, he put Adam Humber in the Man United kit. Uh, Fool. What did those dogs ever do to deserve that? <laughs> <laughs> Animal cruelty. Not having it. Do you know what I mean? Those dogs were ours. He should have left them to us. We took them dogs in. We even made banners about them. Yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> I think Man United put banners. Yeah, you lot put banners out as soon as he signed. <laughs> Mate, I, I, again, those types of things. Uh, maybe just, as I'm getting older, those types of things seem to really annoy me even Listen, more. It's like, let, wow. Let me, let, me, let me just say one thing. Banners are the in thing. <laughs> I when know. they're cool. I know. When they're cool. I tell you I what, Mesut Ozil better have a big season. He's going to have a big season, man. You'll get banners as well. He's, yeah, he's Mesut Ozil, you know, he's going to pull no banners out. Joint, joint highest paid player in the Premier League. Yeah. But did I, it's an interesting he's one. He's number 10 now. Mm. Big season yeah. for him, man. Do you know what I think we'll deliver? Rashford's got his number. I tell you what, if if Özil if Özil if Özil has like the blind in season and wins like Player of the Year and stuff, yeah, mm. then you've got to get Özil on the back of your shirt next season. If if he gets Player of the Year, I will get Özil. No, I think you should get Özil tattooed on your back. I ain't getting no tattoo. On <laughs> Just get the little. The little listen, I, I, listen, he, 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 I know your thoughts on him because I'm always talking to you about it. Right, I love him as well as a player. He's got so much ability, but he needs to show it week in, week out, and he's not been doing that for the past couple of seasons. I'm very fortunate to get this big deal that he's got. But yeah. the thing is, uh, um. As we saw in pre-season, he looks like a new player. He looks galvanised. Mm. I think this whole controversy over the whole Germany, Germany yeah, thing. Yeah. And Arsenal fans yeah. really got behind him with that. Yeah, as well. yeah, and I think yeah. That was, that was good to feels, see. He feels a bit loved by Arsenal fans well, now. So, you know, maybe, Mikey. maybe this could be the season that he's... And, yeah. and now he's got as well, he's got as well, which a lot of fans have moaned about in the past, but he's now got a player he can hit in a Bamiyak. Yeah. He, he used to have Giroud before. Giroud's not really that sort of pacing behind and right yeah. but he's now got a player that if he plays that killer ball that player will pick that up and put it in the and back of the net that, but nine times out of ten when him or Lacazette are in that position they will put the ball in the net yeah that's true whereas yeah. Giroud needed about four chances to score one goal yeah whereas but these guys it's, are clinical it's a big season for him Chelsea yeah, away season. at Stamford Bridge the second game I want to see him step up I'm not saying you know we're going to go there and win but I want to see a performance from Urzu in those type of games yeah. when we go away to Burnley oh. you know yeah. players are getting all physical on him he put the those... assist in for the goal for when we got the penalty at Burnley he did and the, the assist the year before with the Oxlade Chamberlain but Shelby I want to see more of that when we go Brighton away and there's yeah, the some of those teams, games that, yeah. I mean that's I want to see him impose I, himself I did, listen at the end of the day like I said right I, I personally think that the Man City game is not the most important one for us it's Chelsea because that'll give us a gauge of how we do away from home. Because mm. they're the kind of places we go to where we get slapped up. It's an interesting. Your Arsenal start of the season for me is amazing because one, you it's could take, 
I'm you, loving it. Because you, do you know what? You can you can take points off of major rivals straight mm, straight yeah. away and set a marker. I mean, you literally. I mean, for me as a United fan, if you could start the season by beating City, it just. I think I actually think for everyone who, who wants to aspire to be in top four, it's like oh, straight away someone someone can beat them. It will help make them not feel invincible. If, if you can, if you want to have a six well, points, points it? yeah, like yeah. It does equally. You also lose also, yeah, equally if we lose, exactly. Lose the first two games, then you'll have people asking for Arsene Wenger to return. And then if we <laughs> if we win the first two games, then it's going to be just absolute meltdowns of people. Yeah. How, we can win the league. We can do anything. Yeah. How do you think? As, 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 as you know, you do fan cams as well, Dave, with your channel, and we obviously yeah. know what AFT, AFTV does. If you sort of went five six games in, one one or two points on the board, football dire. And I actually I actually mean this. I do actually hope that's not the case. I actually I actually don't want that to be the case. How do you think the reaction from fans will be? Like, in your opinions of being around them every single week, home and away, how do you think people will feel? I know how my reaction will be. What? It won't be what people will expect. People would expect me to be ranting and going mad. No, I don't think you will. We've got to give Emery time. We've got to give him... I I wanted this change as much as anyone out there. And you've got to now give him that time. The club have changed so much. Everything I've asked for has happened. Yeah, I haven't got everything I wanted, but listen, I never used to get everything I wanted at Christmas. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to give a little. That old joke, Santa, where's my bike? <laughs> you know what I mean? Santa, <laughs> what an absolute nightmare he was. The amount of times he never yeah. bought my stuff, he must have thought I was naughty every year. I, I, I totally um, agree. We- no, I just, I, we've just got to get behind the manager. We've got to keep persisting Ooh. with it. We've got to see. Yeah. I, I've seen enough. First five games. You, I, Robbie, you listen, hold on, Robbie hold on, listen to me, yeah? You I have seen <laughs> enough, right? I've seen enough to, to say in trail. I'll put my neck on the line here. I can say that in the first five <laughs> games, we will not be sitting there on one point after five No, games. I don't think we will. I, we won't I, be. We I, won't I genuinely, be. But I I'm just saying, if we went the first five games without winning a game, what you just said, you. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I can say, all I can say, I, I, I've seen it at my club where look, we know David Moyes was a disaster, but what I, <laughs> what, but what I saw happen was this sort of every time a new manager's come in, yeah. starts off great, and it's like not happy with the football, not happy with this. Not, I mean, people have actually forgotten now how bad it was under LVG. Like you literally hear people mm. saying, "I wish he was back," because we're very fickle and our minds change quickly. Football fans are fickle. Oh, yeah. huge. And, and if we lost the first five games. Fans are going to be angry. Turn, yeah. Simple as that. I'm not. Uh, the funny thing is, I don't think they'll be angry at Unai Emery. They'll be not. They'll the be angry the at the lack of investment by the board. Yeah. Right. So is. you know, or they'll be angry so at be that. To rant about. Or they'll be angry at a particular player if he's performed badly. But you know what, football fans are like. We can be very fickle. We, the 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 player that we big up today, next week. What's he in doing in the team? You know what I mean? No, so, no, I, I totally agree. Um, Sorry, Southampton here have just submitted the sheets uh, to complete a loan move for a season for Danny Ings of Liverpool. Um, Danny? Danny. Danny Ings. I thought you said Denny. Denny. Yeah. Danny, Danny, Danny Ings, yeah. my cold, <laughs> coming through. Denny Ings. Did you just try turning him into a foreign player? <laughs> It'll sound better. Denny Ings. Denny Ings. Denny Ings. I think that's a good move. He needs it. because When he joined Liverpool, he was... Where's he got Southampton? Yeah. Mm. Wow, it's amazing that one's gone the other way. Yeah. <laughs> they owe them one. Yeah. Um, there you go. You can have, you can have one. Yeah. All the others yeah, Southampton. You know what I mean? There you yeah. go. You can have one. You can have one. Listen, man, remember we told you we'd look after you, didn't we? Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we took Van Dyke. Remember we said we're, we... We're going to jump into some more calls. Put a call through, Javan. We'll get some more calls on the air. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to the 
season. I'm ready for it, man. Bring it on. That, Bring that's it gone, on, Javon. Put another one through, mate. Bring it on. I can't wait. I can't wait till Sunday, man. Definitely. Hello, welcome to Fan Park Hi. Live. What's your name? Hi, my name uh, is Abdullah. I'm an Arsenal fan. Hello, Abdullah. What, what do you want to say, brother? Uh, I want to talk about two things. Uh, overall, this uh, window has been really good for Arsenal, but there's two things I want to talk about. One is selling Lucas Perez at, at four million. Uh, I mean, if I mean we paid seventeen million for the guy. I mean, you know, Watford, uh, Everton paid fifty million for Richarlison. I mean, who? I just want to ask, like, who deals with all these transactions, paying so low for like a player of Lucas Perez uh, quality? He he made. Uh, he was only second to Messi in the chances created in La Liga last season. So I don't know what's, who deals with this. Uh, I don't know. Is Gazidis at fault here? I don't know. Just four million for Lucas Perez is just uh, is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's bad, it's... Can I say, Terry, that the reason behind it is that Lucas Perez was on over 90 grand a week at the club. Yeah. So no other club is going to pay that kind of money as well as a high transfer fee for effectively uh, a player that got sent out on loan and has not actually proven himself yep. in the Premier League so yeah, yeah, West Ham yeah. are looking at it and going well we'll pay those kind of wages but our signing fee is going to be I was, I was and just, Arsenal yeah. were in a position where they were like we want to get rid of him we need him off the books yeah. so we're going to have to take this one and on the chin and go alright well, it's the same. John would be able to answer this better than I. But I was listening to I listened to a lot of what John said. I was listening to some agents talking today, and they're also saying about how, like, it's very hard to take a punt anymore on players. Punts are hard to get because the wages aren't so much higher than they were. Transfer fees are higher. But the issue you've got, whether you're Arsenal, whether you're Man United, when you've got players that your club doesn't want, your your own fans don't rate as a general thing. You can't expect the club then to be like, okay, we're going to go and sell this asset that our fans don't want, we don't want, and who barely who have barely played as an example, like. Perez would be one of those examples. I mean, if you, Danny Welbeck was rumored to be leaving. Who really wants to buy a man that's been, oh. had two major had two major injuries and is injured a lot? Mm. I look at my club and I think who Man United fans don't want Daily Blind. They don't want Smalling. They don't want Jones. They don't want Darmian. So why do any other top top clubs want them? So all that's going to happen can't is Smalling. Still got Danny Welbeck. But, but, but that, that's, that's the to, thing. I was willing to drive him anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but people don't people don't want these players anymore. I, I sometimes I get surprised. You know, we used to see a lot back in the day, maybe five six years ago, where the same player was being bought by the same clubs down at the bottom of the league every year. You're like, he gets relegated every year. Why are you wasting your money on it? But that's yeah. because players were cheaper, salaries were cheaper. Yeah. Now, when a man's on ninety grand a week, yeah, so a lot of it's on the wages now. Mm. A lot of it's on the wages, and teams like Arsenal are going to want to get they these get off high the earners that the are books. not playing off the books. Exactly. You know, so they want to get you know. Perez off the books they want to get Ospina off the books yeah. Joel Campbell all these guys yeah. you know what I mean getting paid they're getting paid and they're not playing to you totally know? agree so, this way, Lucas Perez is on 90 grand a week Cole Jenkins and believe it or not is on 40 grand a week really is you he know? still there yes he's still there <laughs> he's still hanging on for dear life somewhere there, we can't get rid of him there was a player at Wolverhampton Wanderers that, that I know uh, Prince is his name um, barely played for them for a couple of years been put out on loan and he still had four years left on his contract. And he got asked to go. He didn't, his, his wife didn't want to go live up in Bolton last year. So he literally sat in the reserves. I think he played two games all year. And I was like, why don't you just leave? And he went, well, because I'm on something like 15, 16 grand a week now. But when the club gets promoted to the Premier League, my wages are tripled. 
So he gets his wages tripled mm. to like. So he he's still there now, going to sit on the reserves all year. He's not going to play in the Premier League, but he says I'd rather do that and be keep fit and train, do a few little loan moves, and be now be on like sort of forty five grand a week, then get a move, play regularly because it's the money. The money's important to these, but it secures them yeah, and their sure. family's life and yeah. their, their future families forever and it's it's an important one so unless someone comes in with the right offer they're not going to leave Wolves he's got no monetary value to Wolves yeah. Wolves can't sell him for a penny because no one's going to pay him those wages so Spina's on over 40 grand Joel yes. Campbell's around that figure as well you're talking those four players we've just spoke about there there's over 200 grand in wages yeah. on players that effectively don't contribute at all to the club or anything for the future. They, a spinner gets the odd game because it's the Europa League. The Cole Jenkinson, no one knows where he is. Yeah. Joel Campbell, never see him. Lucas Perez, never going to get any game time. So there's 200 grand. But my, my mm. thought on it is is that if you're free... Oh no, if they're going on loan, well, the other team is paying a portion of that. Yeah, but it, it just depends, doesn't it, whether they go or not. A spinner apparently has gone to Besiktas. Um, and that looks like that might have gone through, but we'll wait and see or not. But yes, that's something that don't need to be rushed anyway, because it's the forum. We've had, two, we, we've had too many players over the past. That's been our, our transfer business has been so poor. Too many average players We've had too many wages. average players on big wages, drawing big things. You know, I think the one... Do you know what? The best signings for Arsenal have been that recruitment team that they've got in, in yeah. Sven Mislintat, Sonelli... You can see a difference in what Arsenal done in this transfer window. They got their business done early. Mm. They got the um, business done in the positions that they've needed. Mm. I felt that over the years, especially as a person been doing the transfer show over the years, it's been an absolute shambles. You know, when we bought Lucas Perez, that was a rush, panic buy that type panic thing. Buy to shut us up. We've had so many of those things over the years. We've got so many players that have been bought at those times that nobody really rated at the time that are still here and we cannot get rid of now right they've you know yeah these deals have all gone wrong and now what i'm seeing of the um from these guys that have been bought in is that they're buying players and you can see the potential you can see the potential in lucas Torreira. you can look on it and say that that money looks well money well spent gwendozi who's been excellent in pre-season looks like money well spent and he's young and he can think or if they have bought an older player, they haven't gone way over. Yeah, so you know, wages. Yeah. Th- th- it's the business that they're doing now. Is but the the previous regime, the business that they've done under Dick Law mm. and etc. and because of, it's been terrible, cool. terrible. We mm. we got we're sitting on so many dead players. Absolutely, top predictions for the season. We'll go through it. We'll, we'll go for it first and foremost. Uh, we'll do the top six side of things first of all. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. Who's winning the league for you? Um, I said this in a podcast the other day. I, I honestly think that Man City will come first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of debating Arsenal, Liverpool, second and third. That's my opinion from there. I think that the rest of the field, including Chelsea and Man United, can't cut it with the top those top three teams so I'm going Man City so you honestly think instantly like with Arsenal signings and a new manager that they're a cut above uh, Man United 100% I think Spurs I, yeah, and Chelsea I think that's I've a watched, big call yeah I've watched them in pre-season myself Arsenal haven't gone to Singapore or so forth but I've actually watched them and I've seen you know that they've done in terms of Unai Emery and what he's doing with the team I think it's going to be a really really good season in terms of in terms of my opinion so I'm probably going Man City Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United. And Arsenal second. 
Yeah. First of all, who do you predict to win the league, Robbie? You can't. You can't. Did this guy still say I'm going to 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 say i of course, also, we're a big club. Just all because we're because the <laughs> yeah. So Be all because man. Emery comes in to think that Arsenal are going to do better than Chelsea, even Tottenham have not bought anyone. It's crazy. Let the guy come in because you've had a, a, a manager who's been a manager for over ten. I can Come sit here Conte next to me. I'm going to move up. Yes. Come, come sit yourself Conte down. Came in. No, no, no. no I, I, <laughs> you have experience with this. People are disrespecting Eden Hazard, man. He is the he is the best player in the league. That's a fact. Get a chair, get a chair. That's sit, a fact. Sit on, sit on there, then. Yeah, sit on there. Sit down. No, no, that's a fact. Eden Hazard is the, is the best player in the league. That's a fact. Kante is a revelation. Okay, he's, he's a revelation. So the fact that Sarri came in, did wonders with Napoli. Napoli had nobody. He had poverty players at Napoli and pushed Juventus. players. And, 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 and pushed Juventus <laughs> oh, to two, three games. God. So respect Sarri. So Sarri's going to come in and he could possibly revolutionise the, the Premier League. Arsenal, fourth. Max! Fourth max. No, uh, uh, they're, not, they're not sniffing third. They're not sniffing third. Not sniffing I, I have to say, uh, second, uh, I, I don't think we finished second either. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I think Man City will win it. Yeah, big because points, yeah. you know they've they've got such a good team. I mean, they've got Mendy now, who's back. He didn't yeah, play yeah. last year. Yeah. Now. Then they've got pace now on both flanks. Unbelievable pace. The, the, what do you say about Arsenal coming second? Like Man United have got to gain nineteen points back on yeah. on on Ch City, which is going to be hard. And we've all kind of universally agreed we don't think City will accumulate as many points next year. Mm. Arsenal were 18 points behind Man United. Do you honestly, for me, you've had, I think you've had a great summer, I've praised you. Are you going to come second? You think like Man United, are not, like, you're going to get over 81 points if Man United are, are going to regress massively. You've got Liverpool and and, and 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 Spurs that were sort of between sort of 12 and 15 points better than, better than Arsenal. To, to leapfrog all of them in one year, I just don't see how that's possible. And, and also, I don't think uh, Arsenal will fall against the smaller teams this year. I think a team like Liverpool was, could Okay, okay, okay. Could can I ask okay, one thing? So, yeah. um, how well did Emery do in the league with Sevilla? Did he ever finish third? Or for how many times did he finish in the top yeah, four? Yeah, he had a lot. He, he didn't, you know, I don't think you can compare it the same because... Yeah. Real Madrid and Barcelona was just... They, they were getting a lot of things taken off and there was a lot going on at Sevilla. And he won three Europa Leagues in a row. At the end of the day, you can't compare Sarri to Unai Emery. Why not? Because he's won fuck all as a manager. You can't compare the two of them. Absolutely so, no shot. So, so you're the comparing that play with Sevilla. The, you're comparing up the only with thing Sevilla. that he's fucking does on the touchline is sit there smoking cigarettes. <laughs> at the end of the day, he's a smoking <laughs> Everybody's second favourite team was Napoli. That's hey, a fact. No, Everybody's second favourite. Your second favourite team last season was Napoli. No, my second favourite team last year was Arsenal Ladies. No, so no, it wasn't. DT, your no, second no, favorite team no, was Napoli. No, no. You know it. I, I know it. it. I said it's it. Right. Sorry, Sarri is, is a good man. Sarri is is a smoking no, Sam no, Sarri, Sarri plays. He plays a good style Nothing. of football. Yeah, yeah. Thank Nothing. you. Thank he's a good style of football. You. Yet, show what Man City just slap them all across the park on Sunday. Sarri ball, suck my balls. That's what I got to say. No, no, no. Talk all the hype. Save this video. Save this video. When Chelsea, I'm saving it. When Chelsea, I'm saving it. 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 I'
right? 50 quid. Arsenal finish higher than Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, 100%. I, I, okay. I, I, no, okay, okay. No, 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 only a small one, a small Chelsea title on your body, and vice versa. But you're not going to have to. But you're not going to have to. But you're not going to have to if Arsenal are going to finish above them. No, but it doesn't matter. It does. Still not do. I would rather shit in my hands and clap. I'd rather catch AIDS. No, but who's finishing higher? But who's finishing higher in the league? If Arsenal are finishing higher, you're not going to have to get a tattoo. Okay, I'll get a Chelsea Chelsea T-shirt. No, no, oh, tattoo. Wait, How confident are you? Put your money where your mouth is. I wouldn't do the bet because I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, actually, I actually don't I'm think Chelsea or Arsenal are finishing yeah, in the top four. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let me give you my prediction. I, 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 I think it's going to be Man City that will win the league. Yeah, that was the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so second right, and fourth. Right, second, Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Right, they've, got, they've, they've done brilliant business. Mm. They were excellent last year. Mm. They fixed the problems. Well, they've put... Um, the problem here is of goalkeeper. They've gone out and bought a brilliant goalkeeper. Yep. Centre back. They've gone out and bought a brilliant centre back. Defensive midfielder. They bought a brilliant. Oh. This is what my thing with with Arsenal is that we bought we filled those positions, but they filled it with quality. Yeah. Quality. Yeah. Right. So Liverpool second for me. Um, third, I think probably would be Man United. Mm -hmm. um, even though I think. <laughs> No, but with Man again with Man, I I look on it like this, right? Man United, it is meltdown. It is, I don't know what Mourinho's doing, but it's still Mourinho. Regards of that, if you even if you discount that, the quality of players that they have, oh, yeah. guys like Pogba and you know they have you know Lukaku? Alexis, and Lukaku. You talk about, if you talk about looking, they've got top quality players. Lukaku's not top quality. I do, however, Lukaku's I do, not top quality. I do, however, feel he's a brick. I do, however, feel that Liverpool, uh, sorry, that Arsenal will finish fourth. I think that Arsenal couldn't, it's not going to be easy. It's between, you know, obviously Chelsea, <laughs> Tottenham, and Arsenal, but I think Arsenal can sneak that fourth so position. Arsenal above Chelsea? I think Arsenal can finish above because I, because I, I think that Chelsea, there's, there's, even though Sarri's come in, I think there's been problems at Chelsea. Yeah. You know, mm. Willian looked like he wanted to leave, Hazard yeah. wanted to leave. Courtois left. <laughs> I, I just feel that something's not quite right there. They've still got top quality players, and but I can see them mm. having a rough time. They're having a rough period in this season. And I, I think Arsenal, there's more harmony at Arsenal. Yeah. And oh, Arsenal okay. have got players that have been bedded in for quite a long time. So I, I think Arsenal fourth. <laughs> I, and then between Chelsea and Tottenham fifth and sixth and can I just Tottenham, say, Tottenham are going to have a hard time this season no, no, they will. new they stadium will. they, they will. haven't bought no one as we've yeah, seen yeah. suppose Harry Kane gets injured right yeah. what happens then you know I, 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 and it's this old, the new stadium they're going to be under a lot of pressure we, you know we, 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 everyone in the comment section as well agreed that Arsenal would finish above Chelsea yeah well, they're they're crazy. crazy. No, you guys yeah. are crazy. Do the bet, then. Do the bet. You guys in the comment section are insane. Someone also you... said that Robert. <laughs> yeah, got a yeah. yeah. Elbow. <laughs> do the bet. What? Someone said you got a creepy elbow because you spent the whole time like this. See, elbow was in the camera. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but but I, I just, I just feel that you know, we Arsenal can get into that top four. No, no, no. But Chelsea against City in the Community Shield without Hazard and Kante. For large periods of time, they put City under pressure, who were only missing De Bruyne and yeah, David Silva. That's fine. Don't forget that Hazard and Kante are only coming back this week as well. 
Yes, yeah, I mean, but still, yeah. I'm not. But what type of hazard is it going to be this yeah. season? No, no, no. Because no. He, 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 the inconsistent one. You got a hazard. Inconsistent. You got a hazard. Hazard wants to go. He wants to go to Real Madrid. He wanted to go. He would. If if they would have said to him, yeah, you could, he would have went. Right, William wanted to go. No, but Sarri right. has changed things. Sarri, Sarri's a good manager. He has looked into his eye and said, "You know what, Hazan, I'm going to take it." Time. He picks him up and he looks in his eyes. Into his eyes, so you know what, Eden, I'm going to make you. I'm going to make you the Garden of Eden. I'm going to make you the forbidden fruits of the Premier League. Trust me, laugh now. Hazard is. I love it the way you're explaining it. It's funny, man. It's also going to be a new. It's also going to be a new system for Chelsea. It looks pretty good in the community shield. Come on, in yeah, the shield, you know what? When, we, when, when Arsenal it's, played it's them, when Arsenal well, played them in pre-season, they started off the game really, really well, Chelsea, mm. right? But once once Arsenal sort of played tactics on them, they were all over them, man. They, their defence looked <laughs> Look, very Hudson vulnerable. Hudson Odoi, early on in the game. But what I'm saying is, Arsenal Arsenal exposed them quite badly in that game as well. So. I, I don't think it's going to be as simple as that. I, I think the Chelsea are going to have some problems this season. I think Tottenham are going to have problems. We, we, we've got a transition period as well, so it's not going to be simple for us. That's why I just feel that United, um, City, yeah. they're a stable team. They're an oil, well-oiled machine. Liverpool were playing great football last season. They've added a lot of top quality. I think the rest of us are battling that out for yeah, that fourth right. place. Absolutely. That's wait, wait, I good, want to say, who's your striker, first of all, Morata? Hell no! <laughs> no way! No, no, no! That's why. But that's why. I mean, he's not going to play him as well, man. <laughs> no, no, that's why. We're going to move this on. We're going to move this on. He's not. He's not better than Lacazette, though, is no, he? And he's not no better than a Bambi. No, no, no. no. Where are you going? No, no, no! Look into my eyes. No. Cool, guys, guys. Right, so we're, 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 we're talking. We're talking about strikers. Uh, I'll, I'll go to you first, Mister. Uh, have hope. Yes. Um, golden boot winner this year. Is it going to be golden boot winner? Golden boot winner in the EPL. You see, being objective, and I'm unfortunately I've got to say it with these three guys here because a friend of mine actually made a good point. I said, you know what, this is Obameng is going to be the is going to be the golden boot winner this year. I think I think it's going to be him because look at the amount of goals he scored when he arrived in January. Yeah. I think so that yeah. yeah, I think that's with, with with Emery's system and him playing with like I I think Aubameyang is just going to get a lot of goals. So yeah, I think he's going to be the he's going to have a, a big season, but it mm. won't be enough for Arsenal to finish above Chelsea if no, Chelsea no, no. keep okay. Hazard and Kante. Well, well, how about yourself? About my blood clot, Yang. Uh, Bummer Yang or I don't know I'm, it depends on how Lukaku plays but I think Aubameyang no go way well. Lukaku's not sniffing goals I think books, Lukaku no. can have a chance of it you've got sure. a problem with Lukaku haven't you he's not he's not that great he's, he's, he's a good player he's a man. scores mate did you see him ben in the third right, place playoffs <laughs> did you see him in, in, in the third place playoff horrible like Lukaku yeah but that's the game that was playing that, that's not that's not a game to judge you, him you, in you, no, you, you, that's why his biggest highlight of the World Cup was kicking the ball into the post did you see how many goals Basquai scored when he moved to Dortmund no, but yeah, he yeah, lives yeah. off goals. Yeah, I have a, yep. right? Lukaku. Yep. If he does what he says on the team. Yeah, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a flop in, in big games. Yeah. He's an old-fashioned centre-forward. He flops in big games. Yeah. He, 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 no, no, he, no, he, no, he, no, he hold got on, hold on. G-Boys, didn't he? Hold and on. then set up the winner. 
Equalizer. Oh, what, 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 oh, no. what, what, what's, what's an equalizer? Gets you back in the game and he then he's out of the goal. Yeah, any he won't win you any trophies. That's a fact. He won't win you any trophies. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Chelsea's not a game. True, true, true. Everywhere he goes, he scores goals. West Brom, 20 goals. Granted. He'll go to, what was it, Everton, 20. Yeah, Chelsea. Uh, sorry, um, uh, uh, Man United last season over twenty. But can he the score? Guy, in, he does. Can, can he, he score? Does in, what in a he says on game. the team. He's a centre forward. Scored against Real Madrid last goals. year. Scored against Chelsea last year. Just, just. I mean, he can. Yeah. FA Cup final. How many goals did he score in, in the FA Cup final? Yeah. What FA Cup final? This one. Yeah. None. Started on the bench, okay. though, to be fair. He was injured. Started on the bench. <laughs> like, he, he literally Why was, was. on the bench? Why was was in the bench? You're saying, you're honestly telling me Batshuayi is better than um, Lukaku. Hang on, who starts first? For me, so if I want goals... Hang on, hang on. Are they going to What country is Batshuayi from? Is he Belgium? I want to pair Who's Belgium's national top goalscorer? Oh, how of many? Oh, 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 who was he? Who was he getting his his goals against? If Basuai was Belgium's top scorer, they'll probably be in a World Cup final. But he's in, not. The, in the World if, Cup. In the World Cup. Why is he not starting? Yeah. In the World Cup, when you said that Lukaku is one of the best strikers in that World Cup, look at the amount of goals he scored. He was. Yeah, but in the World Cup, that's world level. True, true. No, but my my point is that. I like I like DJ when said Basuai. All he did is kick to open goal. So he scored one goal in a game where he missed like four sitters. Puts yeah. Basuai yeah. in that game against um, France. If anything, this show has been a great he'll, he'll, he'll get a goal. And not taking drugs. You li- <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> Robbie, you're... <laughs> there we go. Hello, who's that? Oh my God! Who's that? Oh wow, wow. Who's that? Arsene Wenger's the greatest manager on the planet. <laughs> wow, look at this. Oh my God, I've become... Batsuai, what a man. He's got the best haircut in the world. Oh my God. No, no, that's my trademark. That's, 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 that's trademarks. Woo! Here come the men in black. Hey, we could be a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> the bushwhackers or something. Those black kids four. are my trademarks. Do you know what I mean? Men <laughs> in black four. I'm Gene <laughs> Hackman. You could be Will Smith. Job done. Let's do it. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. That's the one. <laughs> That's <laughs> enough. Can we, can we all agree that Hazard is still is no! in the Premier League? No. No. Why, why not? No. No, 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 no. That's not even the question. We should Robbie, have Robbie, top goal scorer. Top goal scorer. Aubameyang. Aubameyang. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Harry Kane. Biased, I was about to mention Harry Kane, but I don't know what I'm being a bit biased, but I just fancy... Oh, I, I think I, he'll be up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Hope on this, right? And Aubameyang, he came in in January, yeah. scored 20-odd Damn. goals. Sorry, he scored 20-odd goals before he'd come mm-hmm. for, for Dortmund and then come in another 10, straight into the league. Straight into the league. Oh, mate, he does. season he's, he's been scoring goals. I think he's going to... If he stays injury-free, he's yeah. going to have a great season. Absolute class, no doubt about it. Um, gentlemen, thank you all for coming Amazing. on. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone out there, thank you for your views as ever. Before you leave, please smash the like button, whatever platform you are watching on. We are back tomorrow night, Fan That's Park right. Live. <laughs> Fan Park Live for the first Premier League game of the season, Manchester United versus Leicester City. So make sure you're here for our preview show and the game at full time. Take care of yourselves. God bless. And we'll see you all again very, very soon. Cheers. Peace. go. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 